Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Because it's 10 o'clock in the fucking morning. Nine here on the dot. On the dot. Yeah, it's for people that are listening to the podcast, we are recording this very early because for some reason we switched our podcast recording to Saturday nights, and I don't think we've done a Saturday recording in the last six weeks. <laughs> it's always like Friday or the day, two hours before we're supposed to record, one of us is like, I gotta push. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's what happens when you have full time jobs and families. It's it's like uh, you have good intentions and you want to be, you want to be like motivated and focused and disciplined and then fucking bullshit happens to you. So whatever. All the time. But we did uh we did get to get together with a buddy some buddies of ours this week and we had a pretty good time, didn't we? Yes. Uh, we hung out with some of the guys over at the Megavisions crew. Did a stream. Playing the god awful Sonic of the Fighters for about three four hours. Hashtag Iage Natak. I learned how to say it. I learned how to say it. What is what is that backwards? Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my god! Because we were talking about the episode of Simpsons. Yes, with the join the Navy. God, that like, was one of the funnest streams I have ever done. That night was a fucking blur. Like, even with... So, in the beginning, uh, we didn't really have any problems in the beginning. It was about halfway through where Scotty's power just went out. Yep. Apparently on his whole block. And I was like, well, good thing I'm streaming. Everybody come on over to my stream. Yep. I need follows. <laughs> it reaped but, the benefits uh, of someone else's misfortune. It did, but it was all right. It did. We did really, really had a really, really fun time. Even though I took a picture, we had a picture on Instagram that Scotty put up of everybody that was playing with their fight sticks. I was a poser because I had my fight stick, but it's not working. It's in so, your face. You could see like I shouldn't be holding this. It's like I'm a fraud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's something to do with one of the the micro switches on the joystick motherboard mm-hmm. that i gotta replace but it's super easy now that i know how to solder because otherwise like you can buy a whole piece that's like 15 bucks or you could buy a switch which is two dollars yeah so i was like yeah but no it was super fun uh we did a community uh not community stream we just did we didn't even do a dual stream i was just streaming and scotty was streaming on mega visions we had tj kitsune in there which i had never really heard tj talk and he has such a quiet like soft voice I was just like, you feel like you can't get mad at the guy, even when he beats your ass with tails. It's not even that. He's, it's like he has a very refined like way of yeah. speaking. He was the only one that said, well, I've met my controller you know, with the three buttons like an actual fighting game person. I was like, shut up, TJ. <laughs> I mean, I did the same thing, but I didn't. I didn't on the controller. I was just like, okay, so R2 is heavy punch. L2 is strafe and then R <laughs> it was stupid like it was it was dumb but we had a lot of fun uh Fang is 
Fang is apparently the most balanced character now that we played it. Even though we were, we would say he at first he was the most broken character. Yeah, that that game is all sorts of fucking broken. Like everyone is broken in their own right. There, this is the argument that I was making in my head that I don't know if I voiced or not. But there is this loop that you can go that you can do if you time it right, where you you either start off with a series of normals, then. Mm. You pop onto the person, and then you spin dash, and then you do the whole fucking thing over again, and you win. And that's how I got my 10-man streak. Yeah. Uh, I think because I know for a fact three characters can do a down, like push down and then punch, mm-hmm. and it does the, which is Sonic, which Sonic's the most broken character in that game. I thought, I thought Brett was just lying. No, it totally, totally most broken character. And then like Knuckles, he can do that. Tails can do it too. SBO, even though he doesn't get low, he can still... No, he does a tornado. Yeah, but he's able to deflect the uh, the projectiles as well, so it's, it's that, stupid. That's, that's the important thing. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Uh, but uh, I don't... Like, that was... Uh, I think that was Scotty starting off, what was it, Thursday Night Throwdowns? Or I think Thursday, it was like Thursday Night Throwdown. Or Thursday Knockdown, oh, yeah. That's a good name. I really wish I would have thought of it. It's like when I saw Friday Night Fisticuffs, and I was like, that's a fucking good name, but... Someone already took it. Mm-hmm. Or Saturday Morning Scrub Lords. That one's really good, too. But, uh, yeah, like, that's really fun. I want to do more streams like that. I really liked streaming earlier. Like, I streamed it was 7 my time. Mm-hmm. And we got done at 9.30. And I was just like, I got extra time to do shit. Like, because usually I'm ending at midnight. And I'm like, all right, I need to go check my email. And then I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But now I was like, I walked into the house. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm done streaming. She's like, oh. Okay, well, I'm going to bed. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Oh, that was another thing I was going to bring up, too. I mean, I know that's, like, kind of our icebreaker, but I had forgot. So, I, I'm i a pretty big Metallica fan. Like, I like older Metallica, of course, because I'm that kind of person. I do like Death Magnetic. I feel like Death Magnetic tried to go back to, like, how they were on Master of tried. Puppets. Yeah. I, it was, it's okay. It's not Master of Puppets. Nothing can be Master of Puppets, but... They tried. That was the first. Well, that was the second album with Robert. It's not Trejo, but it's Trilio. Trilio. I mean, I, it, for it all kinda, for all intents and purposes, I probably botched the name too. But yeah, Robert T. Uh, <laughs> after Jason Newstead left, and uh, that's why because Robert T. plays just like Cliff did with no. He doesn't play with picks. He plays mm-hmm. fingers and all that stuff. So that's why the sound sounded a little bit more. But anyway, uh, I was listening. We were listening to the satellite radio on the way to the. Uh, the house party yesterday, the housewarming party, which you got four white girls, well, three white girls and one, I guess, I guess she's Mexican. You, you, I, I don't, I didn't ask her, but uh, just margaritas and tequila shots at a housewarming party. And I know nobody there. I'm sitting on a cooler because it's their, they just got the house, so they don't have a lot of furniture and all that shit. Right. And uh, I'm just sitting there. It's like, I give it two hours. Also, phone towers are down. Because someone vandalized, yeah, someone fucking, I guess I'm just going into my week now, that's what's, what's what I'm doing Fuck now, it. so, uh, yeah, so about, we oh, we don't know where the house is, we know the general area of where the house is, but we don't know, we were going to use our GPS, once we get into the city, apparently someone had vandalized the Verizon Tower, uh, cell phone tower in that city, and because me and her just didn't have service at all. So we the party started at four. I think we got there at four fifteen because we pulled up to a house that we thought 
was the party. But I was like, there's one car outside. There's no way this is the party, and the party's already started. So we leave, drive down the road, and come back. I was like, you just got to have to knock on the door. We don't have it. And she knocks on it, and that's it and all that. But, yeah, I'm sitting there for like two hours. I'm just like, I got no cell phone service. And these people are really nice, but I hate going to places that I don't know people anyway. And after two hours, I was like, all right, I got to go buy dress shoes. Well, I was like, you're going to leave me? I was like, You've, you, you're okay. You've. You're about three margaritas in, probably four, because that one girl didn't know how to make margaritas. Well, she might have made she made she made them too well. We'll say it that way. But uh, yeah, that was what my day consisted. That's why we had to push because uh, that party we were only supposed to be there six to four to six. We ended up being there four to eight. So we got home at like ten thirty. I was like, dude, it's not fair to Chris. It's eleven thirty where he's at and all that shit. But I mean, it would have uh, been fine because I was up until like two thirty in the morning anyway. So. Oh, well, then maybe we should have just fucking recorded it. <laughs> but uh, what else did I do this week? I Besides the Sonic, uh, I almost said Sonic R. That game's scarred in my memory. Uh, Sonic the Fighters. So I played Metal Wolf Chaos the day it came out. Mm-hmm. I streamed it. But the problem is I got wine drunk before my stream. And during the stream, I was like not, I wasn't drunk during the stream or anything like that. But I was like. You know, if you ever come down off of a wine drunk, me, I'm just tired of shit. Like after that, so I'm playing Metal Wolf, and I've got like one viewer. It's me, and I'm playing. I get like an hour and a half into the game, and I was like, "This game's good." All right, everybody, have a good night. And I just clicked off, and I went to bed. I went to bed at like ten fifteen that night. And I was like, "Ah, oh, God, I, I'm never doing that again on stream nights." Um. I can't remember what I played Wednesday or Sunday night though. It wasn't. Oh, I played Stubborn Kids uh, for you that you weren't at. <laughs> it's not my fault. I had things that I had to take care of. That's fine. We played through it, and at the last, you got you you missed me raging on the last level because I had to play the last level seven times. We play. We we streamed a little bit throughout this week. I finally got my. I think I told you I got my copy of Bloodstained in on PS4. Finally, finally. finally. I told you on. I don't know if I talked about it on the last podcast, but Saturday we last Saturday we had left to go. I forgot where we went, but the minute we left, like literally ten minutes later, I get a text message from FedEx saying like, "We tried to deliver your package, but you weren't home." I was like. I, my, I yelled out, fuck you. And my wife goes, excuse me? Because <laughs> we were in the car. And I was like, no, not you. She goes, oh, I know it wasn't me. <laughs> so, so uh, but FedEx, I didn't know what was going on with them. Because they were like, oh, it'll be delivered on like all, on like, I ordered it. And then it should have been there like four days later. And it ended up being like nine days later. So, I don't know. Fuck that shit. But Metal Wolf Chaos is super, super good. I would recommend everyone to play it. Uh, it has a lot of replayability on stages because you want to like want to save hostages, or and it even rewards you too if you go back and save those hostages and stuff like that. It'll up the economy, or it'll up the certain different things about that city so that you get better resource. I guess maybe a better score throughout it, or if you make sure all your cities love you before you go to the final fight, like maybe it does something. Because I've never done a full playthrough of this game. Okay. So, but it's super, it, the voice acting is still so bad. I, I listened to it for a little bit and I'm like, this is, I don't know so many bad. things that are worse than Devil May Cry, but this is pretty fucking terrible. Now, but it's like that cheesy like, good. 
it's like I think the dispatcher lady, I think her name is Jody or something like that. She makes like really bad dad jokes and all that. And uh, Michael Wilson, who you play as, which is the president of the United States, it looks a lot like a like if you took Michael Douglas's face and just like fucked it up in Photoshop. That's what it looks like. Cause like his he looks like Michael Douglas, but his mouth. I don't know. It's it's that it's a Xbox. Is it like too PS- big or is it like it's too goofy looking? I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. But the game is great. Uh, it took me a minute to learn the weapon switching because you have two different weapons that you can switch to because you have to do loadouts and all that shit too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you hit the circle button, that pulls up your weapon wheels, and then you use R one and or L one. L1 and R2 to switch through the weapons. And then you have to hit the circle button again to get out of the wheels. Well, I kept forgetting to hit the circle button again. So I'm like, oh, I need to get those hostages out of that, you know, that jail cell. But if you use explosive material, it kills all the hostages. So I was like, all right, I'm going to switch to my minigun. I go to the minigun and then I start trying to use it. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't close the wheel. I closed the wheel. Oh, shit, I accidentally used the bazooka. On the hostages jail cell, all the they're all dead. dead. Restart the mission. Yep. <laughs> so and I'm just like fuck, but it's really fun. I didn't realize in the beginning. So there's not really a melee because I was running out of ammo real bad. But I did find out that if you jump and hit triangle, it does a dive kick that actually damages buildings and tanks and all that. Like the sheer force of you hitting it takes their HP down. Nice. And, and I'm just like, all right, this is ammo conserving. So, but yeah, that game's super awesome. It's only like 25 bucks too. So, I also play twenty five dollars for a fucking old Xbox game. It, yeah, but it's an Xbox game that a lot of people were ex- were wanting. Yeah. So, like, it's not. I'm not not going to buy it, but I'm just like when I look at these remasters and they come out and they turn out to be. $25. Like, I, Shadow of the Colossus, PS2 game beloved by nearly all, 20 bucks. I would be like, yeah, that's a $20 game now. Metal Wolf Chaos, I've never had the opportunity to really play, so I'm kind of ignorant to the everything, but. Mm-hmm. The, thing, <clears throat> the thing is, the following, it's like a cult following. Like, the game isn't actually, like, amazingly good, mm-hmm. but it's just the cult following that followed behind it. And it was this is the first like re-release from the original releases anyway too. Okay. Which that was the same with I think Shadow of the Colossus. I think it only did it get a remake uh, release on PS3. It only got a re-release on PS4, right? No, there. So the PS3 one is a mix between Shadow of the Colossus and Eco. That's right. Yep. So, but yeah, it's good. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we launched our Astral Chain uh, giveaway this uh, this week. That Which we're getting a lo- yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of foot traffic from that one. So mm-hmm. now, granted, it I've I've looked at a few of the people that have submitted, and it's obviously some of those accounts that are just the strictly Twitter account that was made to do win giveaways things. and win yeah. things. And I'm just like, eh, I mean, traffic's traffic. So <laughs> like, Twitch is like, oh, his follower counts up. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, we got that going on. Uh, what else? I gotta make sure that my buddy Brett doesn't win that, because he's won so many of our giveaways. 
because he won the he won one of the bloodstained ones. So technically, he wouldn't be able to win it anyway because he won one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. But one of the giveaways that I did right before we became Scrubverse was uh, the Blizzard backpacks, and he won one of those. And everyone's like, "God damn, Brett! Like, quit winning everything." He's like, mm. <laughs> "So." Uh, no, the whole reason I even brought up us talking about Metallica and Master of Puppets and all that shit was uh, they played Disposable Heroes yesterday. Uh, I think Corey Taylor from Slipknot has a small uh, Sirius XM uh, show. Okay. And he was talking about like how good this song is. And he, did, he didn't name the song from the album. I was like, it's going to be Disposable Heroes. And Disposable Heroes is one of the best tracks off of Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets is my probably one of my because it has let's say it has battery i think that's how the the whole freaking album starts is with battery uh i, thought I think it goes it ended i thought it was battery and then master of puppets master of puppets really good too but uh it's got that it's got orion on it which is like the eight minute like mostly bass solo from cliff mm-hmm. uh you got disposable heroes you have i think that's the one that has uh the thing that should not be or san or, or sanitarium i can't remember which one's on it it's the thing but, that should not be okay and uh i feel like that's a lot to do with cliff because cliff was a big cthulhu like uh fan and all that stuff so that's mm-hmm. probably what so what'd you find out um you're right battery is the starting track for Master i thought so because i used to watch on vh1 there was a uh his name's eddie something but he used to host a like basically just like a no, not Vetter. He he's a, he's been a metal music uh, or just music journalist for ever since like the early '90s, I believe. But he had a VH1 show where I can't remember what the name of the show was. It's just basically a metal show where he would have metal people come on. He would interview them. They would talk about upcoming albums and all that I stuff. I remember that. Oh, I don't and know it, what they it is. Stops doing it too. Yeah, but it, it was a good show. That metal uh, show. Oh, that's what it's called? That metal show? <laughs> yeah. But they were talking about, like, the With top Eddie five. Trunk, Jim Florentine, and Dom Jameson. Oh, yeah, Jim Florentine. I forgot about him. But he they did a segment where, like, the top five best uh, metal track intros into the album. Mm-hmm. And Battery, uh, Master of Puppets with Battery, like, got number two. And I'm like, that's pretty good. What got number one? I can't remember. Like I said, I was probably 22 years old when i watched that episode and i'm 30 now so but it was fun i liked watching that show it came on late around like 11 o'clock and me and my dad would watch it and it was real fun to watch and all that stuff so yeah when i was at marsoc my my accounting officer turned me on to that i was just like hey yo when you're on your downtime fucking that metal show yeah because the hosts were really good too. that i used to binge it just straight through during mm-hmm. my work days because and that was how i learned like what upcoming metal music was coming up mm-hmm. so speaking of metal music like the the fear inoculum uh the first track was released this week and uh it sounds it's like very, tool. it's very lazarusy like when I, I listened to it a couple times and i'm like okay i understand what they're going for i've already seen on facebook some tool fans are like i waited 13 years for a new tool album and it sucks and I'm like, all right, I guess we're just going to judge it right away, aren't we? It's the same thing that they said. Now, granted, this was actually a legitimately bad album, but like when Guns N' Roses took 15 years to come out with <laughs> Chinese Democracy. 
Oh, and yeah, then they changed got, And then they got mad. It was like, this doesn't sound like Guns N' Roses. I'm like, it's been 15 years. What did you expect? You're lucky you even got it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I... I always am very apprehensive when a band that is well-known has not put out um, content Mm -hmm. in a while because that new album is always like a fucking wild card. You don't know what you're going to expect. Yeah. We got lucky with Alice in Chains' newest album, It's Not Bad. Uh, That's the one with like the dinosaur on the front or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that's a few years old, but even then, I mean, yeah. that's not when Black turns to blue. Um, no, that that's uh, that's the one that came out right after Lane died. Yeah, um, I remember that. I, I remember the Triceratops album because that's the one that what they were that had just come out when I went and saw them live in Austin. Mm-hmm. So and that was really good too. They started the show off with them bones. Yeah, I'm just like okay, all right. I, I was about four beers in anyway, so I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no. Alice in Chains is a is a good show to see. I saw them with Deftones and Mastodon. Oh, that's a good one. The whole reason I brought even brought up Metallica was this is going to be great for audio listeners too. But I got a new shirt from the Yeti. It's a Mega Man X shirt in the style of uh, Metallica's uh, all of Metallica's album art most of the time mm-hmm. with their name. But uh, the only problem I have with it says Mega Man, but it's technically Mega Man X. Like it's X fighting uh, Final Form Sigma of the first uh, game. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll get that. No, I was I was looking at it just like that's really badass. I'm envious. Yeah, yeah. The Yeti the Yeti gets some good ones every once in a while. I'm not I'm not too big on T Fury anymore. I used to order a lot of stuff from T Fury, but uh T Fury's customer service isn't the best. Their shipping's not the best. Yeah, that's basically my week. Uh I'm going to Austin later today, so I probably won't be streaming as much this week. Uh, I might try to stream from the hotel, like some Final Fantasy or some Monster Hunter on the PC, but don't expect high quality or a webcam because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking one with me because all you'll see is the the dim yellow light of a hotel room. You're just like, this guy's sad. <laughs> all uh, right. So fucking I'm still chugging away at Fire Emblem. Everything that I said previously about that game, just throw it out the window. Because it's oh. got one of the best plot twists that oh, okay. I have seen in a while. I'm not going to say best ever, but it's a significant plot twist. I did not, I did not foresee the events taking place. I can't, I can't really go into detail um, because it would essentially ruin it. But all I'm going to say is everything that you play in the beginning is not what it seems to be it's not how it stays mm-hmm. um the the tone in the shift in tone within the game is just really well done it's fucking mind-blowing yeah i uh, caught someone streaming it and i caught right at the time where you were telling me about the guy's weapon turns him into like a huge like t-rex godzilla 2000 yeah monster yeah in, in or godzilla 1999 in the first half of the game when they first introduce monsters, uh, they have these things called hero relics and they just turn into like these giant ass monstrosities. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a, it's a new type of enemy to deal with. They have multiple health bars. They got barriers. They got shields. They do stupid amounts of damage. They got AOEs, which I think they might have the only 
damaging AOEs in the game because I have not run into those old school spells. Or not mm -hmm. old school, but like the spells in the older Fire Emblem games where it would just take up like a, a five by five grid and just be like, yeah. fuck everybody in this spot in particular. Yeah. Or it would do like it would you'd have to sacrifice area for damage where it wouldn't do as much as a single target spell or something like that. Right. Or you, or you had the one that was super powerful, but you could only use it like twice. Right. Well, these monsters have AOEs that are just like, oh, here's 20 points of damage. And I am level 10. Yeah. <laughs> I saw like you have to take down their barriers to like confuse them for a little bit or to stun them. Yeah. And then you can actually start doing damage. The player has a lot of opportunities to try to stave off the attacks, um, at least during their turn. When it's not their turn, they're, you know, they're SOL. Yeah, you're getting fucked. <laughs> yeah, but so. Fire Emblem is by far probably the, the best game that I've played this year. I know that there's a lot of games coming out during Q3 and Q4, but Fire so Emblem far. Three Houses best game that's come out this year so far that's good there's a lot of people that are streaming it like i didn't think it was going to be as good as everyone was talking about because it like it went very very different direction than most fire emblems that but game maybe... lies to you oh, lies what? to you so hard really so i mean if and i'm already like 40 hours into the game and it's just like oh yeah. here's part two fuck everything that you know and yep. I'm just like, <laughs> throw all that shit out the window. Throw everything out the window. Shit just got real. That's so cool. That's it's, good. It's, You're getting your money's worth for sure. I am <laughs> definitely getting my money's worth. It's it's an outstanding game. Uh, I was asked to, I'm not going to say by who yet. That will come at a later time. But I have been asked to write some articles about some games. I started off with Captain America and the Avengers. <laughs> And like they, they, the the boss was like, "Hey man, just go ahead and emulate this shit because you're probably not going to find an arcade cab." And I'm just like, "Okay, fine, whatever." So, after spending a day and a half trying to get Mame to fucking work, um, you're welcome for my help, even though I did nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if I search the actual file name that's missing? Oh, here it is. That's so weird that. that every time you download it, it just didn't have those last three yeah, files. Yeah, my issue was is that MAME itself worked, but when I went looking for the actual ROM, uh, there was like two or three files that were missing, and it didn't click in my head for like the first 30 hours. Hey, maybe if you search <laughs> the file that's missing, you might find it. At the very least, you could like all splice it together, and it'll mm -hmm. it'll work out. Nah, man, just, just fuck it. Let me keep on bothering uh, my arcade friends. <laughs> but through your guidance, through your assistance, Corey, uh, I was able to find the correct ROMs. Anyway. I, I just had to be there in spirit. Exactly. <laughs> and in webcam. Um, yeah. No, that game is awful. I don't care what <laughs> anyone fucking says. That game is fucking trash. Now, granted, it's like the first Marvel game ever. Okay, but I played that game at least four times to, just to get a feel of each of the characters. Um, when it starts off as a regular ass beat 'em up, and it's it's really really standard. So it's just like punch, punch, kick. Here's a throw. Punch, punch, kick. Here's a throw, and that's literally it. There's no. I don't think that there's any pickups. 
but each of the players or each of the characters, you have Iron Man, you have Captain America, you have uh, Hawkeye, and then you have this guy called Vision, which I don't know who Vision is. Apparently, he was in the MCU, but I mm-hmm. never fucking saw that motherfucker. So you, did, so you watched Endgame, but you didn't watch Infinity War, did you? N- right. I didn't see Infinity War. Yeah, he's he wasn't in, in Infinity War. Yeah, he's in Infinity War, and he's in uh, he's in Civil War. Okay. So, I didn't know who this fucker was. He's he's okay. Like, there's he, not he's, really... I'm sorry, he ahead. was made by Tony Stark from the, uh, the yellow... Uh, yeah, I was stone. reading up on him. Apparently, that's supposed to be uh, Fargus, Vargas, what's the... Jarvis. Jarvis, he's, yeah. He's supposed to be Jarvis. Even though go. I like Fargus more now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever uh, watch the... Uh, he, he was played by the guy. Did you ever watch uh, The Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger? No. No? All right, he, he's big in that one, and I can't... He's been in a bunch of other shit, too, but anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I mean, it's... it's Granted, it's the first Marvel game to come out, mm-hmm. like, ever, and Data East did it, and I don't have a whole lot of respect for Data East. I know that they're, like, supposed to be, like, one of the beloved arcade developers of that time, of that era. They're not for you. <laughs> they're not for me. I've never really liked them and LJN. I'm LJ, it's garbage. <laughs> I do not like anything coming out of those two publishers. Y'all can so, fucking fight. My me. question is, this is a beat-em-up game, right? It's supposed to be a beat-em-up, yes. Did this come out before or after the TMNT or Simpsons fighting games? I think it came out in the same year. And that's what annoys me because in the, just looking at Marvel alone, like the Marvel games alone, you had this game come out, and then later on in 1991, fucking Spider-Man the video game came out, and that game is amazing. Yeah. That game is really well done, and I'm pretty sure the Simpsons game and Turtles in Time came out in the same year or around the same time frame, and they are leaps and bounds better than what this fucking garbage was. Oh, my God. I felt I literally felt all this fuck. This week, because I was on Imgur. <laughs> I was on Imgur, and I was going through something, and someone had posted like a cool little video of, I uh, can't remember what the actual video of, but the music was, uh, uh, I think it's one of the first levels of TMNT Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, everyone was like, this music's awesome. It sounds like it's from Sonic or something. I was like, Fuck I know, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know what song you're talking about. It's already yeah. playing in my fucking Dude, head. I got on there. I don't ever comment. And I got on there and I said, this is from Turtle. I totally did the, um, excuse me. And I pushed my glasses up and I said, actually, dude, that was the one time. Cause there was, I was like, surely I'm not the first one to comment on this, to be like, this is turtles in time. And I go through about six comments and then everyone's like, oh man, this is cool. What's this from? And I was like, (laughs) so I get on there. I was like, this is from turtles in time. And I am, uh, I was just like, I am. I'm so sad that I have to explain this to somebody. <laughs> I got no upvotes, but I don't even care. You don't care. You had to. You had to let your old man out. Your inner old that, man. I, that doesn't come out often, but that uh, I used to be that person that would fucking argue on Facebook, and I just now I look back and I'm just like, why did you? Why did do you that? waste your time with people that weren't l- willing to? Yeah. To accept your view, not just change their own viewpoint to yours, but just at least listen. Listen. To what you had to say no. But so. anyway, that game looked like, like I have, booty, though. 
I have my notes here. I'm just going to bitch about it because I'm not going to write the article anymore because I got is re- it, redirected. A, a big note that says shit. Yeah, it's right <laughs> next to it. It's right fucking next to it. Like, so there's four superheroes. I I have a question. Is there a superhero named Submariner? Yes. Okay. So that motherfucker is in the fucking game too. He shows up once. He shows up. He's like in like the third level. You're in like this oil rig tanker shit. Mm. You fight all these guys. I think you just finish up beating up maybe the wizard. I think that's the name of it. It's like some enemy from like some old school enemy called the wizard. And he Uh jumps out and he's like, they went that way. And I'm like, thank you, Submariner. And you jump into the water. Yeah. Submariner is MC or Marvel's uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. But the stupid thing is his ability, he has a thing where his heart is on the outside of his rib cage. What? <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. So if he gets like punched in the chest, he dies. <laughs> so I don't there's know. Nothing, there's nothing super about that. Like he I don't know. He has like all the abilities of Aquaman. Like he can swim fast and I don't know I don't know. It's so, there's a reason Submariner wasn't in Endgame. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably because he got punched in the fucking chest by a shark. <laughs> But it's got all these like all these enemies that I have no idea who they are. I don't know who Rowan is. I don't know who Grim Reaper is, although that that motherfucker looked cool. You're um, such an edgelord. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't give a shit. Uh the Mandarin like it was mm-hmm. weird. It's the Mandarin and he looks like a samurai. Uh Mandarin was in Iron Man three. What pisses me off, and you can correct me on this, but Ultron is a boss. That fights for Red Skull. I always assumed that Ultron was like a super big baddie. So that's where you fucked up. You assumed in the mar- in the comic book universe. <laughs> so in the so in the movies in the current movies that had come out, Ultron was created by uh, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, and he basically went on the internet and realized that the world humans need to be destroyed. <laughs> Because he checked everyone's internet history, he went on the internet and he started seeing how people are. He's like, the only thing, the only way to remedy this is to exterminate everybody. So, and he's voiced by uh, he's voiced by the guy from that show, The Blacklist. I think we talked about this before, but he's voiced by that guy. So he's got a very good, like, very intriguing voice and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the mar- in uh, in the in the comic books. There's so many different fucking universes that every timeline is just like, here's everything you knew about Captain America. That shit's out the window. So, cause you're in universe four, four, two. So I don't know. It's, it's stupid. Like Red Skull has an ear in this game. Yeah. (laughs) In the cover box. Like I said that I'm just, why does he have a fucking ear? Uh, Crossbones is in this. One thing that also really pissed me off and I'm not even a fan. But I just remembered the old meme videos of the Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut mm-hmm. bitch. And yeah. you just see this big fucking wrecking ball come in and just wreck everybody. It's so the, bad and, and so good that it made it into a movie. Exactly. Uh, the Juggernaut is, he, he's like this. He's like the size of my pinky. He's super tiny. No, he's supposed to be huge. Yeah, well, he's not huge in this. He looks really awkwardly shaped, too. Like, you ever see the like, movie Flubber? He looks like Flubber with arms. <laughs> like, a, like an orange Flubber? <laughs> like an orange Flubber. It's terrible. Yeah, I it's mean, ga- even when you play M- uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, he's humongous. 
Mm-hmm. No, he's he's trash in this game, and the entire game is trash. I go to fight the Red Skull. That is the most anticlimactic battle that I fought. Shh. Literally, I walk up to him. I start beating him down, and he falls over. He gets up. Again, another thing that pisses <laughs> me off. Whoa. <laughs> The iframes in this game are complete fucking bullshit. You don't have iframes when you get hit. You can get up, you can go to hit somebody, and then someone will come from behind and just start beating ass. But all the enemies have fucking iframes where after they fall down and get up, you can't hit them for like a good oh, second so or the two. The invincibility frames, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Well, think about it. It was a game from 1991 designed to eat your quarters. Oh, by the way, the way that the fucking health system works in this, there's no lives. So you pay a quarter and it gives you 100 health, okay? Oh, there's fuck no, that. There's no, so what you do is you dump 10 quarters into the game. To get 10 so health bars? To get 1,000 health. It'll just say max, and then once you get hit, you'll help, your health will be like 990-something. And it'll go all the way. To, I think that's the stupidest fucking thing. That's real bad. Ever. Because, like, now you can't get extra stock if you do really well. Yeah, so you don't ever get, like, an extra life if you hit, like, uh, uh, points or anything no. like that? No. And you want to know how health recovery works in this game? Fucking Quicksilver comes in for, like, a good two seconds. You hear, thanks, Quicksilver. And he drops a fucking P coin. It's just a P. That's all it is. And then you you pick it up, you gain 20 health. You gain a fifth of what a quarter will give you. I'm like, wow, that's one hit he, from a regular ass He gave five enemy. cents is what he, he gave, gave you. me a nickel. Yep. Bullshit. Oh, Quicksilver gave you a nickel. So <laughs> It's fucking dumb. I hate this game. I'm glad that you got to switch then. Yeah, it's it's stupid now. Because I don't I'm, I don't know how the other game is though. I've never played that one either. I am playing the Punisher, which is I think that was 1993. It's a Capcom beat 'em up. It's real good. Is that the one? I think Matt McMuscles played that a couple years ago. Uh, but it's like the old school Punisher with the white gloves and the white boots and all that. And yep. if and I think if you play two player, chest. if you play two player, I think the second you play player Nick you play Fury. Is, yeah, white Nick Fury. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we have to say that because Samuel we do. L. Jackson. Yeah, it's that game's fine. super good. That game's super good. That game should be modded to have Samuel L. Jackson in it. I mean, it's probably out there, but we yeah. can only. But we barely found files to play a game, let alone trying to find a mod for an arcade yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely fucking no. The Punisher is real good like real real good i hope they just make you always re like report on arcade games like that because then you're gonna get to like report on the predator game the alien versus predator game which is phenomenal the battletoads game is awesome but we got to give you the shitty ones too and i can't remember i would say the simpsons one is shitty i don't like that Simpsons. really i do not like the simpsons beat em up game it's really bad to me and i love the simpsons and i love beat em ups but I've gone back and tried to play it, and every time I play it, I'm just like, I'd rather play X-Men or TMNT. Like, this is... I, I don't like it as much. Go back and play it. You're like... I have played it recently. I'm, I'm, I like the Simpsons aesthetics, but I'm just like, I feel like there's better games than this one out, so... Okay. That's, that's really surprising. That's super surprising. But that's I mean, fine. Bring it on, internet! It, like... 
Send me hate mail. I don't care. <laughs> that's fine. Um, that's mostly what I've been doing, what I've been up to. There's probably something. Oh, I want to clarify something. I said last podcast that Slipknot's new album was coming out on August 30th. That is not true. It came out on Friday on the 9th. <laughs> so I was completely wrong. You better um, apologize to Corey Taylor. Look, yeah, because I told him he was going to cry like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> Did you listen to it? It's Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. It is, it is their best album since Iowa. Wow, really? It's their best album since Iowa. What's it they, called again? Um, we Are Not Your Kind. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I'm, like it's, I said, I'm about to be flying for the next six hours, so I got very, stuff to listen to. It's experimental. It okay. is not like Iowa. I know some people were saying like, "Oh, it's like I no, it's not like Iowa." The reason why uh, I like it, the writing is actually fairly well done. Like there's a few cringy songs like I'm not a fan of Unsainted and people mm. love that fucking song. Is that the I, hit off of the album? That was their first single to come off that album. There's a song on there called Nero Forte. That song is fucking good. That sounds like, like something from Devil May Cry universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, it's definitely, we're psychosocial, not psychosocial, we're um, All Wasn't Hope Is Gone. When All Hope Is Gone tried doing more um, heavy metal, death metal mm-hmm. type shit. Um, and I don't even know what the great chapter tried to be. <laughs> but this album definitely went towards the new metal roots and did it well like okay. surprisingly this is the first new metal album that i've enjoyed in a while i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not even saying that it's amazing i'm saying that the album is good okay maybe really good there's a lot there's a few songs on here that are some fucking bangers and then there are some other ones where i'm just like i'll right. listen to this twice and now i forever skip this yep uh, I think the last, because I wasn't like Psychosocial was okay. Psychosocial came out when I was in college, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll listen to this." And I'm like, "This isn't. I mean, it's okay, but the riffs uh, are good." Yeah, but I haven't really listened to anything. Like I liked Before I Forget because I'm, I I jump on the boat with everybody else. I just I like that video because it's like one of the videos. It's like a video where they don't have their masks on, so they're kind of like showing their faces a little bit and all that stuff. But like. It's like when Kiss showed, like, of course, any band that doesn't have their mask, like, stays behind a persona like that, there's going to be a time where you see the real thing. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Like, like I said, I like older Slipknot and stuff like that, but that's all. That's, I forgot. Yep, there we go. Oh, there you <laughs> I'm go. I'm old as shit. I'm old as shit. <laughs> no, uh, but no, I'm, I'm excited now because you have gotten me, uh, going back to the arcade stuff. Now I'm avidly trying to update the the arcade cabinet now uh i can find i'm trying to because like i said i'm trying to replace the old fucking cathode tv that's with all the shit in the back and the big tubes and all that i'm like Mm -hmm. this shit's gotta go this shit makes this thing so fucking heavy uh and it's also popping and that's not good either so i'm gonna replace that with a 30 i started a fire yeah because those things can those things can actually electrocute the fuck out of you and kill you yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah, so I'm going to get rid of that, and I'm going to take, like I said, it's just going to be a retro pie cabinet. and uh, But I got to make sure, there's they have a TCL TV, which are pretty good TVs, like a 32-inch on sale for 100 bucks or 150 mm-hmm. at Best Buy. But I don't know if it's going to fit in there, because the old, 
the cathode TV doesn't have like things stuff around it. It's just like screen. So I don't know if I would have to like I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I gotta get my list of games, and I'm I forgot I totally fucking forgot about the Punisher game. That game's super good. Yeah, the Punisher game is real good. I've already played it twice. I'm gonna play it a few more times before I really start getting into my review on it. But it's it's solid. And uh, going back to the music stuff too, I I just been listening to a lot of Tool since it's all on the streaming stuff of now. Course, yeah. <laughs> that and surprisingly enough, uh, I don't know if you remember this band, but I actually when I was in a band in high school, I actually did a show. I didn't do the show. We were at the same show and we hung out with them. Uh, you remember Flyleaf? Yes. We hung out with Flyleaf when we were, I was probably like 17 years old and all that stuff, when they were first getting big, and they were super fucking cool, and, uh, but I, I forgot, like, how good those two songs are. <laughs> those two songs are the, they're I mean, the everyone, only good two songs. Yeah, it's uh, All Around and I'm So Sick, because uh, yep. I'm So Sick first came out, and you're like, oh, this, you know, she's got a really nice voice and all that, and then she starts going into the screamo stuff, and you're just like, all right, hold on a minute. <laughs> the... It, that makes me laugh because I remember back in the day that was during that super small time frame, like maybe a year when you started seeing these uh, these new metal and these hardcore punk and these emo bands start getting their albums sold in Christian bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. They're here. I'll take yeah. Linkin Park, Evidence, uh, Flyleaf. Uh, there was a Chevelle, like sh- fucking Chevelle was Chevelle, in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm gonna take these. That and you're I, just like, yes, finally, <laughs> real music. It was uh, that's stupid. that's weird because then everyone makes the argument and be like, it's Christian music. I'm like, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> it's definitely not. But because they were on, uh, I think, I think it was like Tooth and Nail. Uh, Tooth and Nail was a Christian record label. That's yeah, yeah, yep. That's mm-hmm. the reason why they got on there. And then when Amy Lee uh, came out and says, "Yeah, we're not a Christian band," all the, not just her, all those fucking bands got taken out of the fucking bookstores. Yep. And I'm just, I like, remember, oh, man. So she, kept, she, Amy Lee, and Evanescence made a comeback uh, a couple years ago because it, you call it a comeback. It's from what was happening, which was nothing. To going on tour and actually, you know, had a new album that wasn't, um, like you said, with the Slipknot. It was good. Okay. But, uh, and they do a really good live show, too. But, yeah, I remember after that Poppy song she tried to do, which obviously was a satire song making fun of the pop culture and all that stuff. You know, remember that? You remember that song? No, I dropped off of Amy Lee and Evanescence a long time ago. So after all those, after all those hits, like, uh... What was the main one that he, she did from 12, the guy with 12 stones? Bring Me to Life. Yeah. Uh, that, and then there was a bunch of hits off that album. Uh, but then she made, she, it's, it looks a lot, it's not as cringy and as bad as the Hello Kitty song from Avril Lavigne. Because that song's real bad. But it's something, she's she's making fun of, like, she's, got, she's not all dressed in, like, the black and stuff like that. She's got, like, pink hair and all that and making fun of shit. And after, I don't think a lot of people, I think that was a song that was ahead of its time. Where people she were just in her like, midlife crisis. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I also haven't seen the video in a long time, so I need to go back. But she kind of fell off after that. But then came. Out, I think it was like 2016 or 17. They were on tour again because my friend she went and saw her. Like she went and saw her in Austin, and she said it was phenomenal. So, 
I'm okay. not a Evanescence like diehard fan or anything like that. I I like the hits, and that's about it. So, yeah. Uh, ever since the reports that were coming out after the open door got dropped, mm-hmm. where she was just abusive and really difficult to work with, I was just yeah. like, yeah, your your music's not worth. You're a shitty person. <laughs> kind of a trash person, but I think it comes down to. My mindset is like when you're a band, the entire band matters. Whereas yeah. there is these you're an people, entity, right? Whereas you have these certain people that start these bands, and then it becomes a revolving door of different musicians. Like we see mm-hmm. it with Dave Mustaine and Megadeth, yep. uh, Amy Lee in Evanescence. She is Evanescence. She's the one that drives it. And you can argue that when Guns N' Roses, for that very long time period, that uh, fucking Axel. what's his Axl Rose was just taking anybody, taking uh, Buckethead and taking uh, DJ Ashiba. Yeah, just to try and replace Slash, which you can't do. Buckethead was close, but Buckethead Buckethead's real close. Buckethead's real close, and in fact, I would say that there's certain certain areas, Buckethead's solo albums are a lot better yeah. than Slash's. Jordan Jordan is a really good song. <laughs> yep. Um, I forgot my mindset. <laughs> You were talking about revol- revolving doors. Uh, yeah, in yeah. That was that was my thing. So it's just like I can't knock Amy Lee for what she does because ultimately Evanescence is a business for her, and she is yeah. the sole owner of the name. So it is it is what it is. It's yeah. just don't do shitty things. Surprisingly, uh, I watched a documentary on Foo Fighters, and Dave uh, Dave Grohl had a real hard like he never said like this is my band. I did the first album and all that, but he had a very very hard time letting the drummers do their thing. Like, especially the first drummer, he went back in on one of those first albums and was just like re-recorded everything as him doing the drums and didn't tell him. And I was just like, and since then he has completely apologized and they have reconciled that. He said that was a shitty thing to do. I was young. I was dumb, but I was just like, see, cause I love Dave Grohl. I don't mm-hmm. care. I even, I've got a buddy. He's uh, rock and roll. Even, Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, he's rock and roll and barbecue Jesus because now he just barbecues all the fucking time. Dude, backbeat, backbeat barbecue. He just like, there was a picture he put on Instagram. He was just like, went in to go get milk at the grocery store and bought 120 pounds of meat, of uh, pork. So I guess we're barbecuing today. And he just had like this huge fucking tray of like pork shoulders and ribs and all this stuff. And I was just like, this man is a fucking national treasure. I was but, just going to say that. <laughs> but there's one person, I won't name him, but I used to work with him that fucking hates Dave Grohl. And I was just like, what? Who hurt you as a child? Because, like, <laughs> Dave Grohl is, like, so wholesome. If someone were to come out, if 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 it was to come out like Dave Grohl was a pedophile or something like that, I'd, that would hurt me. Probably more out of every all the other pedophile shit that's or anything There'd be like that. no one else that I would be more upset about than Dave Grohl coming out yes yeah something negative just anything tell me that Dave Grohl kicked a puppy I'd fight you (laughs) I'd be like no he did what did the what the the puppy obviously had to have been doing the aggressor he he was carrying a gun in a (laughs) in a very threatening manner he talked about Borderlands 3 (laughs) uh uh, it was funny because my we were when we were listening to that Metallica song. I, this has just become a music podcast now, which I'm completely fine with. Fuck it. Uh, it was on the Liquid Metal station. My wife goes, "What's what is Liquid Metal?" And so we go into the. I basically just break down about ten different metal 
genres. And, you know, I'm talking about like death metal, there's goth metal, there's heavy metal, there's just kind of like regular metal, there's black metal. Uh, and then there's hair metal. She goes, I know that one. I was like, yeah, you know that one. Of course you know that one. <laughs> you love Poison and Brett Michaels and Guns uh. N' Roses. Dude, like I love my wife. I love my wife with all my heart. But And she is a Southern Belle to the T. But she's kind of white trashy, which I love. <laughs> Because she's like, we, we were going through, and, and this is funny, too, because Kid Rock is in the news right now because of his... Kid Rock's kind of needs to just shut up on Twitter like Randy Pitchford and Donald Trump. But uh, Ball with the Ball came on. <laughs> and she's like, I, was, I went to turn it. She goes, don't you turn that song. And she just, like, turned it up. And I was like, <laughs> you are so white trash. <laughs> and I love it. I'm not gonna lie. When I was working as a plumbing contractor, I discovered what Kid Rock was. I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. I had just gotten out of the church, didn't really explore <laughs> my, I like that's my the caveat <laughs> that well. So, but like, Kid Rock, this isn't all that bad. I'm starting to get with the the flow of things, not knowing that Kid Rock is fucking absolute garbage now yeah uh, he's more like, he tries to go like more country and stuff like now yeah now i don't know there was there was a song i think it's called picture that he did and i don't i think he'd sung it with lita ford nope but, it was with cheryl crow okay because they sure. were dating they were dating at the time that's why they made the okay song. that song was really good i thoroughly enjoy that song Regardless that, of how fucking white trash it's. The that show. was around the time where everyone was doing the duets. I think that was the time that uh, the lead singer of Seether and uh, Amy Lee yeah. did that and all that. I remember that song because I did something so stupid with those lyrics that I, 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 now that I've said it, I have to bring it up on this podcast. But I was in seventh grade. No, it had to. It was like ninth grade because I think that's when that song came out. Yeah, there was a girl I had a crush on, and I sent her a Valentine on Valentine's Aww. Day with those some of those lyrics from that song. And now I go, oh, dude, yeah, audio, audio listeners, Chris just, like, shuddered from the cringe. I did not get a response from her. I had multiple classes with her. Good. She never really said anything about it. Good. I never brought it up. It was bad bad man it was real bad good you deserve all of that i do it was ugh. <laughs> that was a bad shutter like when i we apparently we got chris into epo megavision's chris because he, yeah. he was asking about it. he's like what's that anime or the well for one we found i found out chris listens to the podcast because he was like what's that anime you guys were talking about <laughs> i was like oh shit uh but yeah he he asked about epo so maybe he's gonna start watching it so there was an anime my wife watches. I think it's called, like, Demon Slayer or some shit like that. And I used to give her shit about it because, you know, it's it's a stupid shonen bullshit that you typical typically see. But the art style is really, really well done. Apparently, episode 19 was fucking gorgeous, and I got to see the clip of it. Bro. It is this a is newer one? This is a newer one. This recently it, came out. Is that the one with the guy with the pig head and with the two swords? Yeah. I've been seeing uh, screenshots of it around Twitter. Yeah, and I so didn't know like, what it it's, was. it's been starting to grow on me to the point where I now want to go watch it. But after seeing this one scene, it the 
the art style is phenomenal. You ever see like those old school Japanese uh, paintings? I, I mm-hmm. don't know the name of it, but mm-hmm. it's like the the oceans, and you sometimes yeah, they'll yeah, have yeah, like yeah, different yeah. stories being told through the the painting. Okami. It's like that. <laughs> it's like yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of like the art style of Okami. It's like that, but okay. like really vibrant colors coming out. And it's it's the shading is done really fucking well. That the lighting. When he fucking takes out his sword. So usually the main character protagonist guy, he uses water-based moves. Mm-hmm. For some fucking reason, the the water dragon guy that he usually summons become this fi- fiery fucking big-ass fucking dragon. Starts setting fire to the entire fucking forest. Cutting up this dude's fucking wires because he's supposed to be like, I don't know if he's like an insect or if he's like a spider guy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But he comes in and just spins around lobs this motherfucker's head off in the most awesome way <laughs> awesome way it looks it's like so when you, fucking good it's like when you first watch when you watch the first episode of goblin slayer yes and but when the was, goblin slayer was, shows up it was less about the shock value because that's what goblin slayer was boy was that first like, episode is but this was this was really more about like the artistic value that okay. was being showcased it's really fucking good. I need to fucking tag you in that. It, it reminds really me of like a fucking good, like a mature Inuyasha or something like that. Yes, the way you're not 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 the art style, but just like the setting that you're talking about. Because let's see, because I would love to watch like a R-rated Inuyasha because they already tried to like they did that trope where if someone got stabbed or something, the blood wasn't really red. It was like a black. It's the same in JoJo where they kind of black out the area for censoring mm-hmm. purposes. Uh, but yeah, so your boy has been, I got on a fit of, uh, I found out what I want to put on my stream now as bumpers. And I'm just like, I don't know if this, I've I've seen people do it before and I don't think they get hit by copyright or anything like that, but I have gone back and found all of the old Toonami bumpers. Mm -hmm. I'm talking a lot. I'm talking even the obscure ones for, you remember the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe remake show? Yeah, That one's in there. Cyborg 009. We've got tons of Gundam Wing and tons of DBZ. Was that Toonami or was that the video entertainment system? Toonami. All all the ones I found have the Toonami bumpers with Steve Bloom and all that stuff. We even have the old Adult Swim bumpers before it was the black. It was like an actual, like... Remember when it was just like Futurama and Aqua Teen Hunger Force and C-Lab 2021 and be like, yeah. all kids out of the pool, adult swim starting now. Yeah. yeah. That old bumpers. We got some old Cowboy Bebop. We got, you remember Tenchi Muyo? We yeah. got the Tenchi Muyo bumpers. I and that na- Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> I, I was a pervy kid and I just wanted to see the bathhouse scene. That's all I wanted of to see. Of course you did. Of course uh, you did. They, uh, but I've also gone back and found old video game intros or video game promos. Mm-hmm. Like I found the Legend of Dragoon promo, it's bad. It's so bad. Where he cuts off Lloyd's head, <laughs> and, and then he starts like, whining like a little bitch, and I'm just like, I was like, this is the- not the tone of the game. <laughs> but I found the he- Japanese promo, and the Japanese how was promo, that? Japanese promo is very serious, and it uses all all the clips that are in the mo- or in the promo, or all the clips from the game, and it's not the shitty voice acting that the English got. Okay. It's not like the Belzac, all that stuff. <laughs> it's actually the Japanese voices, and it's really, really good. I've always <laughs> wondered what we perceived as good Japanese voice acting, if it's really considered good what Japanese What it sounded voice on acting. their side, yeah. Uh, like, like, you don't know if they're turning around and like, wow, this sounds like fucking ass. 
Americans are easy to please, though. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got that. I've got the F Zero X intro, which is it's not even really an intro. It's just the uh, the title screen when you don't hit start, mm-hmm. and it's strictly for the music because that music's so good. So I'm gonna baller. What's really good is I'm really happy about it. Is I found the one tsunami bumper. Remember how they did some of those bumpers where it was like strictly for the show coming up next or something like that. But then there were some that were just like a mishmash of a bunch of different shows, but it all had an underlying theme. Like, there was one mm-hmm. called Advanced Robotics, where it was all about Gundam Wing and Big O and stuff like that. Well, there's one called Space is the Place, and it's all about Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, all that stuff, uh, Gundam Wing. And then at the very end, it says Space is the Place, and then it says Later. And I was like, that's the thing I'm going to use for my ending of my stream. So, <laughs> so every time I go to the ending screen, it pops that. It's about three minutes, so it's perfect for a wind down. So I'm really nice. happy about that. Also found out how to put the because I always had a problem. I always wanted to put my chat in my Twitch stream, mm-hmm. but I could. I was like, if I try to minimize it, it makes it look shitty and all that. And I was like, oh no, I just have to go into the actual dimensions and change it that way. So now we have an on-screen Twitch uh, chat and all that stuff too. So, but yeah, we always say we don't have exciting weeks, but we always spend at least an hour talking about our weeks. So yeah, it's the, um, we have a really good mechanic of where we just go on tangents. Yes, that's probably so, what it is. That's probably what it is. It's probably what it is. We'll chalk it up to that. So um, I'm going to finish off my shit with some pickups because yeah, I'm yeah. picking up some stupid shit. Uh, I finally picked up Samurai Showdown. I haven't played it yet. Nice. I, I haven't either. Samurai Showdown. There is, um, there is a scene that's building up down in Fredericksburg. I've probably talked about this before. Um, there's a Tekken scene that's starting to bud. And it's they're starting to steadily get uh, a regular number of players coming by and, you know, opening up the tournament scene. Um, And they were just like, I'm trying to get another game going on because, you know, not everyone plays Tekken. Tekken is a difficult game to get into. Um, Man, you shared that on Facebook. The fucking Majin. Oh, yeah. The Majin fight. A year later. A year later. That shit is still so good. Yeah, uh, we're, we're talking about Evo 2018 semifinal winner semifinals where it was uh, Majin versus J JDR, I think, or something like that. I don't know who the uh, the and, Korean guy was. Man, it was so good because he gets stopped if, in the beginning. Yeah, he gets fucking wrecked, and then he just fucking downloaded, comes in and just he t- so he it. just takes the headphones off, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, he almost did a six zero. He did a he did a five one. But he almost did a run back almost, of a six zero. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I likened that fight to the Don Fry uh, fight in Pride, way back in like two thousand five. It may have been earlier mm-hmm. than that. I don't there know is that. this fight. It's a it's like a championship heavyweight fight for the Pride circuits. There, it's Japan's equivalent to UFC. Okay. Between Don Fry, who is who is an American uh, import fighter. And one of the biggest Japanese wrestlers out there, and I forget his name. Um, I'm actually going to take the time to look it up. The commentators on that are great because there's one point where uh, the the opponent has like a little bit of life, and he's like, "Maj is going to win." And I guess the opponent heard him, and he was like, "No!" And Ma- he just like he did the god pixel and just came back and beat him in that round. Mm-hmm. So it's the Yoshihiro Takayama fight uh, against Don Fry. Uh, I don't know if it was like a 
a championship fight, but it was mm-hmm. considered fight of the decade. Wow. And it's just it's these two big motherfuckers just going ham on just each other. Trading blows. Boom, 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 boom. So fucking fast. They literally grab each other by the shoulder, by the back of the head, and just start punching each other in the Jesus. fucking face. Non fucking stop. You see these two fucking warriors go at it. Yeah. It was Oh my god, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Incredible amounts of fucking respect to those two. But that's the way that I was I was thinking of it watching this fight because fucking Mashin gets fucking wrecked in the beginning. Dude, he's, he's so fucking like, nah, cheeky. I'm going blow for blow. I'm I love going how, in. I love how cheeky he is. I love when he looks at the camera because he always mm. knows exactly where the cameras are. And dude, it's uh, and he comes from my neck of the woods. That dude is good. He's good in Tekken. He, I think he's he's really good at Guilty Gear too. Yeah. So, which, by the way, we need to talk about that. The fucking Guilty Gear reveal. Yeah. I'm real excited about that. It's confirmed to be on PS4. Yes. It's not next gen. I don't think it's next gen. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you did you see the tweet about from uh, Daisuke talking about the what they're trying to do in the. They're trying yes, to really, they're trying to be really innovative with this one. So, so this I think I had this conversation once upon a time with Smash Villain on the Mega Visions Discord channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I am legitimately worried about the new Guilty Gear and its control scheme because I've spent the last. How long has Guilty Gear been around? 15 years? It's been around since 2000, roughly. Um, I'm used to a control scheme, and, you know, I know a a numerous number of players. I know that it's a difficult fighter. You know, I know that it's not exactly um, beginner-friendly. No. But I I like technical fighters like that. Like, if I had taken the time, I'd probably learn Tekken. Um, you could say the same thing about Street Fighter, even though Street Fighter has like fewer commands than Guilty Gear does. Mm-hmm. It's I like the technical fighters. I'm not a fan of auto combos. <coughs> Excuse me. But you and play, that's the reason you, why. You played Sonic the Fighters, though. <laughs> yeah, and that was the same sentiment that I was getting out of it. Like it's, you know, you hit one button and it, it pulls off a combo, like yeah. an, an elaborate combo. I'm just like, eh, I'm not really a fan of that. But... It's the reason why I'm not a fan of Dragon Ball Fight, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It's the reason why I'm not a fan of a Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle because I'm not a fan of auto combos. And when Daisuke Daisuke uh, Ishiwari or whatever his name is came out and was like, "We're trying to make Guilty Gear as accessible as possible to everybody," that has me worried. Are you switching up the control scheme? You think they're going to, quote unquote, dumb down a little bit? That's what I'm afraid of, because I like the challenge. And the thing is, is that you don't have to remove the old school control scheme to put in auto combos or an easier uh, control scheme. I mean, they've done it before with the stylish uh, control scheme in Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear. Yeah. Where it's you know it's easier for beginners to go in and they're able to do whatever combos that they want to. I don't want them removing the old combo scheme because I've spent 15 years learning these characters. And I think with that, I think they're gonna remember that too. They're not just gonna change it totally. 
but they're gonna, I hope so. Yeah. I really do hope so because I know that if I go to a Street Fighter game, I can pick up Chung Li and have an idea of what to do. I can have a yeah. general idea of what to do with Chung Li. I know that if I go to <clears throat> if I go to a Soul Calibur game and I pick up Nightmare, Nightmare <laughs> or if I pick up Maxi, yeah. I know what that character yeah, is. Yeah, if you, to do. you I pick you, up you King play of Fighters, I know what Terry Bogard's going to do and what Mai is going to do and what yeah. you know. I would hate to pick up Guilty Gear and it'd be like, okay, I've got to learn this new way of fighting. Yeah. Like it's, I don't like cross tag battle because I can't play Ragna and Jin the way that I played them in Blaze Blue. You're, you're an old man that likes his things. I am an old man that likes his things the way that they, they used to be. I'm wondering too, because it's just called Guilty Gear. So I wonder if it's going to be a re, like a redoing of the first game. No. You know, you there's I, I, I doubt that or retelling. The reason why I doubt that is because they still have the uh, I don't remember if the sword is called the junkyard dog, but the fire seal still has that casing in it. Oh, okay. like it's still the larger sword because the fire seal is really just like this. The short sword. The, talking about soul yeah. sword, right? Or not, yeah, soul Souls. sword. The fire seal is soul sword. It's still in that casing. Where the right. sword looks bigger than what it was. It's it's a cross between um, the weapon that he used when he was Order Soul and what he was in X and X2. Okay. Or what he had in X and X2. We, so. Can we agree that Guilty Gear just is the best looking anime fighters? It's just it looks so, really fucking good. It's so good. Like it the, looks the, really fucking good. The transition good. when uh, Kai punches Soul and Soul falls on the ground, like levels down, and Soul. Or I, Kai, Kai comes in and then Soul just trips him real quick and I'm just like, oh, yeah. okay, that was pretty good. Is it now with like the the expansion of like the levels and the maps uh-huh. where you can throw somebody off the stage and they go into another part of the stage. Yep. That shit is so fucking cool. I've been waiting for that shit to come out. Yep. We know the um, music's gonna be good. The music's always good with Guilty That Games. fucking opening song is that bullshit's blazing. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> because I love Dice Game because he he mixes in he, he's got the English. And that's how the, that, the broken ass English. Yes. That's and it's great. Like that's what makes Heavy Day and Shotgun No Head so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited for it. I did they say it will come out in 2020 or are we looking at a maybe late 2020? 2020. Okay, I'm probably 2020. late 2020, maybe mid 2020. I don't know. We'll see. I'm thinking mid 2020. Revelator came out in in the summer. Rev one or Rev two came out in the summer. Uh, I don't remember when Sign came out. I think they're gonna try and do it a few months before Evo, so they can because that might be if I mean it's Guilty Gear. Yeah. It's a new Guilty Gear game. Of course, I feel like it's going to be at Evo. Something's getting replaced. Get rid of fucking... Oh, can't get rid of Smash. Get rid no. of... Uh, Smash, is, Smash was on the main stage this year, man. It was great. Cross Tag Battle. Did that do well? You could do that, or I don't know if Samurai Showdown will make it another year. I think this was Samurai Showdown's first Evo, wasn't it? Because they just came out like after the last Evo. I think it's their second Evo. Is it second Evo? Okay. I think it's their second Evo. Something's getting pushed to the side for Guilty Gear because Guilty Gear is Guilty Gear. So unless they just unless they just have another spot open, just a ninth there. one, just a ninth spot, make it do it. I mean, so. they've had I think they've had like ten games go on at the. Same I mean, time we had before. two Smash games. We had Melee and four. Were there, did both of those play at the same time? Yeah. Yep. But 
If you'd have told me that I would have been like waiting for the main stage of Smash Ultimate to start, I'd be like, "Get fuck, get out of here, get that, get out of here." But I'm like, no, Smash was real good this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm ready for my boy Banjo to come out because I think that's when I'm going to pick it back up. Even if Banjo's not going to be like A tier or anything like that, I just want to play Banjo. His stage looks great too. I I don't know, like I'm kind of over. I don't want to say I'm over Super Smash Brothers. I'll I play it casually. I'll play it with my friends, but there's not anybody that appeals to me that mm-hmm. is really good. Like I, in the past, I've played Cloud. I've played Sonic. I've played Pikachu. Um, Pikachu is still the ones, pretty good, I think. Pikachu is still pretty good, but I don't know about then, Sonic. <laughs> The yeah, Sonic now is trash. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the the game as a whole. I feel like they're starting, and I could be wrong, but they're starting to run into that issue that they had with Bayonetta, where there's just characters that are too good. Yeah, I don't think that the game is necessarily all that balanced. And I was really excited to start playing the hero because I love Dragon Quest. Right, but I don't want to be scrutinized for playing a character that has really stupid fucking random abilities have you seen yes the uh the arguments yes. against him because yes. even with items off he still gets like amazingly he good he still items. gets like cr- crazy fucking abilities yeah he's, ha- he's got a one-hit kill yeah. like it's just a flat-out one-hit kill he's got a thing that's like a massive aoe does massive fucking damage takes you from zero to 40 like that it's yeah. stupid i mean that's a good thing that we live in day and age too he'll probably get patched so Maybe. So, I mean, I remember when K. Rule came out and he was like the shit. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was top tier. And now I didn't see one K. Rule in the top eight or even well, the top the 16. Well, the thing is, is that... The it, meta changes. Not just the meta. It's learning the matchup. I never thought that K. Rule was that good of a character to begin with. Now, I was playing as a Pikachu main. I've never had a problem. But I also play Keep Away a little bit. And then I, I get in there when I need to get in there. Yeah. So people saying that K rule was fucking broken. I'm just like, no, you just don't know the fucking matchup. I, you're talking to a little Mac main that was so sad that he like, I love middle little Mac and I love okay, it. So you were already born trash. So I got it. Oh, whatever. No. So <laughs> what? But like little Mac is like, I think on ultimate, he was just like, he was like almost undefeatable just on the ground. Like he was super good on the ground, but the minute he got in the air, it was over. Like if once he got knocked off the stage, it was over. Because his recovery is so bad. So there, I remember when he first, when Smash 4 first came out and everyone was trying to ban Little Mac. And my roommate at the time was maining Little Mac. And I'm like, he's not un- unbeatable. He's easy to kill. And I was, I was maining Lucario at the time. And I'm just like, watch this. Throw him over to the edge and then yeah. fight him on the edge. Force him out of his fucking comfort yeah. zone. Because there was a little play- grid. Yeah. There was this little matrix that came out, and it's Final Destination. I'm like, look, this is where Little Mac is good at, and it's like this small little area right in the center, and like Little Mac dies in all this real estate over here. Yep. It's free real estate. Just throw that bitch over. But anybody that ever wants to pick Omega or uh, Omega stages that don't have the fall-offs and all that stuff, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's Little Mac time. If you're picking a stage where I can't fall off, like mm-hmm. just fall off the edge, like there's a difference between going off screen and dying. But just right. like falling off and dying, I'm playing Little Mac and I'm about to. So fuck if you're your like day. on the Wii Fit channel stage, yeah, that, or if you're on even Little Mac stage with the wrestling ring, and or, oh, the bo- yeah. or the boxing ring and all that, I'm just like, all right, we're gonna play Little Mac. 
<laughs> and then we're going to go back to regular stages. <laughs> like I said, I'm just going to aerials all day. Like, you, whatever. Fuck Little yeah. Mac. It's a little bitch. All right. Uh, I also got Front Mission Evolved. I don't know how good this is. I'm a Front Mission fan. Okay. Like, I love Front Mission 3. I love the front first Front Mission. I've never played any. The second one ever got translated. Um, front Mission is a tactical RPG. Um, with giant fucking mechs. It's essentially the United States versus China. And then... All right, then. <laughs> there's a bunch of people that get caught in the middle. And there's... A, it's real... The storyline is relatively good. Front Mission 3 for the PlayStation 1 is an outstanding, phenomenal game. Um, if anyone should try out the Front Mission series, you start off with that one. But I'm curious to see how this one plays. It was for the PS3. It was, like, not even five bucks. I think I spent, like, three and change for this. Oh, wow. Um, you spent more than yeah. I did on Sonic Fighters. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, I've been meaning to pick this up. and Because I have the feeling that this is going to end up being like a hidden gem for the 360. I picked up Alice Madness Returns. This game is like unnecessarily priced. Or I don't know if it's unnecessarily priced. But it is more expensive than mm. 99% of all the other PS3 and Xbox games. Like I could pick this up for 35 bucks. An Xbox 360 game is 35 fucking dollars. I don't know if it's because the license ran out. I don't know. It's an American McGee game, so I think that they're the ones that did like the old school uh comics, like the old school mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland comics and I don't know if uh Todd McFarlane when he did like Spawn or some shit yeah. like that. Uh, I, was involved I, with. I remember like, people saying that game was really good. Okay. I'm I'm gonna give it a shot eventually. The Cheshire looks, Cat's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking at the back of the box. He is he is evil looking. It looks pretty badass. Yeah. Well, speaking of licensing running out, you better get your Ducktales. Yeah, because fucking well, the Wii U. I think I have the Wii U Ducktales physical I, copy. I think I have the physical copy too. Yeah. If not, I go to GameStop and get coming it. Out. Yeah, I remember when that news came out that the fucking license ran out for DuckTales. And I mean, I have it oh. on Steam, I have it on PS3, I have it on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I thought I didn't have Scott Pilgrim, which I found out I do still have on my PS3, so we're good on that. It's trash. It is trash, but I still like it because the art style is very good and the music's very good, and I like Scott Pilgrim. The music is really good in that game. It's on a Monoguchi, so. Yep. Anyway, that's my week go to news. Yeah, let's do the news. We got a good one to start off with. Okay. I I mislabeled this one. Okay. I put Randy Pitchford channels his inner kingpin. It's not necessarily Randy Pitchford. It's just take two in general. Um, have you That's looked fine. into this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I have looked same, into Same, same, but different. Yeah, uh, I've looked into this. Uh, I watch a lot of the Inside Gaming Crew stuff. They talked about it, too. Uh, this is fucked up, man. Like, it's crazy. So, for audio listeners, let's see. Let me pull up the actual audio or the article because I'm playing the the video right now. So, Borderlands 3 Take 2 addresses investigation into streamer leaks. So, uh, remember hashtag boycott uh, Borderlands 3. That's going to be very relevant here in a minute. But uh, hashtag boycott Borderlands 3 is just the tip of a wider investigation into the Borderlands 3 leaks. Let's go over to this real quick. A YouTuber by the name of Supmato, right? Supmato? Supmato. Uh, he is uh, a content creator who 
basically talks about I think most of his videos or almost all of his videos are all Borderlands stuff. He's he specializes in discussing leaks about upcoming Borderlands games and then he also does like different lore things and gameplay val- uh gameplay things about the older Borderlands games. Um on August 6th, Submato released a video detailing that he was approached by two private investigators uh, who were trespassing on his property, mm-hmm. representing Take-Two Interactive, and wanted to discuss his YouTube account. Uh, he stated that some of the content that was published on this channel were lifted from Borderlands 3's official Twitch channel. Yep. During that stream, uh, he says that the names of the testing accounts were revealed, and he was under the impression that you know this may be some... ASR, not ASMR, but like this alternate <laughs> reality uh, ARG type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, Konami or Kojima is really good with this, where he'll drop like little breadcrumbs. And if you follow the trail, you find out more information mm-hmm. about the game. It's yeah. like little Easter eggs and shit like that. And that's what he, he and not just him, but like a, a group of Redditors and other uh, Borderlands content creators saw. So they just followed the rabbit hole they went down the rabbit hole to see what happens and they found a lot of new content apparently some of the things that were discussed were the new rainbow rarity shit um well they even contacted those accounts that they saw and there were people on the other side of those accounts telling them information right so it's not like they went in there and like i found i i I data mined and i found this shit like no how do you data mine a twitch channel exactly you know what I'm talking about. I was using it as an example, you <laughs> asshole. I'm not saying it to you. I'm just saying yeah. in general. So there's because obviously was... someone from the inside telling them stuff. Right. And he he reiterates, this is all stuff that was found on public domains. There was no workaround. Like, everything that they found, they found on a fucking platform. Yeah. That they didn't they didn't hack anything. They didn't break any into anything. But Take-Two is painting this in a completely di- different picture. To quote them. Uh, Take-Two and 2K take the security and confidentiality of trade secrets very seriously. The action we've taken is a result of a 10-month investigation and a history of this creator profiting from breaking our policies, leaking confidential information about our product, and infringing on our copyright. Uh, They've also claimed that Submato has videos dating back to 2018 where information on Borderlands 3, uh, including details on characters and mechanics, months ahead of its scheduled reveal time. There's also the question of where Submato was receiving his leaks, whether they were from internal parties or third-party vendors, and the matter of NDAs being breached. They say, in quote, the information he's sharing about the situation is incomplete and in some cases untrue. Not only were there many, not only were many of his actions illegal, but they negatively impact the gaming experience of other content creators and our fans who are waiting in anticipation for this game. All bullshit. I can tell you right now. Like, so, almost. Um, the thing is, um, on his YouTube channel, mm-hmm. He had a link to a private Discord server where if you pay him $5, he would share the leak footage. I also heard that wasn't true, though. Well, the the things that were coming out is that Submato's Discord server was deleted along with his personal account due to it being involved in selling, promoting, or distributing cheats, hacks, and cracked accounts. Right. Okay. Uh, Submato says that this is obviously a generated 
statement because it doesn't sound like someone was behind the other end and it was just like a catch-all via email. Um, I don't know if or, or whether or not that's true, but I have seen screenshots um, using Internet Archive of him offering on his Patreon a $5 Discord server. And that Discord server shared the leaked images, which if that is true, technically could fall in line with them saying, hey, you're profiting off of someone else's copyright. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, I can agree with that. My whole thing with all of this, the entire thing is mm-hmm. if, to, if uh, the Borderlands guys, if they had a legitimate case, yeah, they would have done this through lawyers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying there's not faults on both sides. There are faults on both sides. But the the issue is, is that Take-Two also owns Rockstar. Yes. Rockstar owns like GTA and Mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption and all the big boys. You got this. You got this Borderlands guy. I feel like they're trying to act out some of their influences in the IP not the influences but some of their uh um some of the worlds or the the, tactics. the actions the actions or the tactics that are taking place within their own games by sending goons to a motherfucker's house I'm like look if someone infringed on your copyright you go to court yeah you don't do you take care of it those are court. video games those are things that happen in video games. You don't do that in real life. Because, <laughs> like, sending say, sending private investigators, okay, okay, yeah, sure. You can hire private investigators to go investigate the situation because they said, or there may have been something out there saying that they are, that Take-Two is not seeking um, legal charges. Because they're doing it, but they're doing it through bully tactics. Yeah, it, this is bullying tactics, and this it's it's really fucking shady. Yeah, because they've even of, gone back to videos that are not pertaining to Borderlands Three, things that are pertaining to Borderlands Two. He he got, I believe, in the last uh, when this happened, he got seven copyright claims on seven yeah. different videos, which I believe six have been taken care of and they have been revoked. Yep. But also, I believe it's around sixty-ish different videos that he on his youtube channel pertaining to borderlands 2 maybe even borderlands 1 that have been hit with copyright claims from 2k specifically one of the 2k accounts that is not pertaining to anything with borderlands 3 that's bullying tactics they're trying to shut this guy's youtube channel down and and take his youtube career off of the map which they pretty much already done. Submato has declared that he's going on a extended hiatus yeah because how do you come back from that that's probably exactly. about more than half the library. Every, and because of everything that's happened, like he's he's probably not going to go back to Borderlands. Oh, no, yeah. You had a diehard fan. This guy loved Borderlands. And yep. you just, like, and he probably had a following that are probably, and not even just him, but people like you he had and like me. And, he had at least 115,000 subscribers. Yeah. Well, like this, like, I don't play Borderlands games, but if I was excited for Borderlands 3, this would put me off on it real hard. Yeah, Pat Bovin from Castle Super Beast has already said that he's probably not planning on supporting the game. Like, he was excited for it at first, mm-hmm. but between everything that was going on with Randy Pitchford and now this, he's just like, no, fuck this. Yep. I'm not – I'll he, wait for the, dump, the for the bargain bin. 
Even Jojo, a JoJo character in your game cannot make us overlook this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid, man. It's really unfortunate. And that's the thing they 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 don't have a case in in the court of law. That otherwise they would have took that. They would have done it that yeah. way. So, but yeah, uh, another reason two K is just shitty. So, yeah. all right, do you? Here's uh, the big one. You want the big one, Big Daddy? <laughs> I am going to do my best not to get into gun laws. Or be... But... We're, we're also going to try and not to be as biased as we can. But we're also going to say some things that... We're going to voice our opinions a little bit. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of clarification. I am center left, but I am also a diehard gun enthusiast a weapons enthusiast there you go okay i i believe in the second amendment yes okay i do not think that the current gun laws that we have properly facilitate the needs of our country so Um, yeah so you so you're the one of the ones you are a weapons enthusiast which i am too i like i like guns i like weapons and stuff like that but yes we need stricter or better, let's say better laws. We need we we need better gun laws. Yes. Uh, outside of what what we currently have, um, recently we've suffered as a nation two mass shootings. Um, one of them hard confirmed to be a hate crime. The other one probably in the same area. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the second kid was really more of a fucking psycho. Yeah. If you looked into. Uh, his his background i'm not going to give names but the tragedies that took place in el paso texas and dayton ohio um almost on almost close to the same day it was i think they said that it was like 13 hour difference it's crazy because in the in el paso the company i work for we've opened a couple plasma centers down there so i've gotten to meet a lot of the people and one of the uh one of the employees at one of the centers dad actually sacrificed himself and like to wow pro- yeah to protect his wife and her daughter uh, his granddaughter because they were at that walmart when it happened wow yeah so that one hit a little bit closer to home to me because i know i don't i'm not gonna say like i know these people but i've talked to these people like i've i've met her and her husband because her husband works at the other plasma center in el paso and it's it's real it's real rough like that was crazy like that was very surreal so, yeah, well, as time and time again goes on, we've seen it with Columbine. We've seen it with the Santa Fe shooting. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing it with El Paso and Dayton. Uh, there are political figureheads that have been coming out saying that it's not gun rights and it's not gun control. That's the problem. It's video games. Video games are the reasons why we have all these people going out of their way trying to fucking kill as many people as possible in some sort of sick, twisted blaze of glory. Um, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has called for the federal government to start intervening into the video game industry. Uh, In his manifesto, he quotes, where he claims that he wanted to live out his super soldier fantasy on Call of Duty. Um, He he goes on and saying, like, we've, we've lost the the respect to the sanctity of life to the uh institution of marriage he he, he goes on his his soapbox oh yeah his, his old man, his soapbox. old man soap par- soapbox 
Um, and this is the same guy that back during the Santa Fe sh- uh, school shootings, uh, he again pointed towards social media and video games being the culprit. Uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, uh, who I think is the House Leader for California, um, he echoes the same sentiments, claiming that video games desensitize, dehumanize individuals into having uh, t- into having games that the goal is to shoot each other. Uh, even President Trump has put the, gl- put the blame on the video game industry, saying that we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games. They are now a commonplace. It is too easy for troubled youths to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates, celebrates violence. All this rhetoric isn't really putting blame on the video games. What it is, it's that it's blaming anything other than the incredibly lax gun laws mm-hmm. that our country has and the lack of meaningful action and discussion to curb this. I feel of like, t- yeah, I was going to say, so it's the gun laws and I also feel like, and it's, we have a very prominent and a very big problem of mental health issues in this, in this country. Yeah. That does not get addressed. And when you combine loose gun laws with mental, mentally ill people that are not being taken care of properly or over medicated, it doesn't matter if there's a video game in there. Of the 10 most developed countries in the world, of the 10 most developed countries in the world where video game sales are at their highest, the United States has at least four times more violent Mm firearm-related deaths than the remaining countries combined. It has fucking 10 times more than second place, which is Canada, and (laughs) Canada has some of the most strictest gun laws around. People are saying, like, no, it's definitely the video games. And people from, you know, our sister countries are coming out and saying, like, no, we play the same fucking video yeah. games as you do. And we don't have the fucking problems that you do. Our, it's just it's it, the uh, being oblivious and like finding a scapegoat is what. And we get this every few years. I'd say every decade we get something that happens like this that targets video games. The the reason is is it's it's an easy scapegoat because, you know, not gonna lie, there are a lot of video games out there that are incredibly gratuitous. Oh yeah, more so than what music and what uh, movies can ever be. Mm -hmm. It's it's become its its own art form. But and, go ahead. And because these people have the NRA in their pockets. And I'm not saying that I dislike the NRA, but I'm just calling it what it is. They have these lobbyists in their pockets saying, no, you need to divert the the issue and put it on something else. It's not going to solve the fucking problem. Here's a big bag of money with a money sign on it for you to not look at guns right now. (laughs) Exactly. So... Like, as for me, as a gun owner, as someone, like, I love my state. Virginia, there is one caveat to owning and carrying a firearm. I cannot have a magazine larger than 20 rounds on a handgun. Anything else is full free game. I can get nearly whatever the fuck I want, and I think it's amazing. Do I think that everybody should have access to this? Absolutely fucking not. No. There is a reason... Why, when you join the military, they, they test your character, mm-hmm. they test you as an individual, they put you through hours and hours and hours of rifle training, whether it be cleaning, 
weapon safety, uh, carries, shooting, everything, everything. There is hours of training that is involved. I, for me personally, I think that licenses should be implemented for you to own a firearm, mm-hmm. showing, hey, I've been through training. I know how to handle this weapon because you have in in certain states, my state as an example, anybody can just go take a Glock 19 by the same day. Nothing holding them back. The only waiting period in the state of Virginia is a 10 day wait for your CCL, your concealed carry license. Wow. That is it. Wow. That's it. And I love it. I think that's I think it's I think it's great. But I trust me. Yeah, because okay? you've gone through I've gone through everything and you tell and you talk to any veteran, most every veteran out here, I want to say that 90%, 95-99% are going to say the same thing. We don't want gun laws. We really don't. We want we don't want gun control laws. Why? Because we trust ourselves. We know what to fucking do. But when you see fucking dipshits like this yep. go out and kill 30 people because they can't get fucking laid or they hate Mexicans or some or other fucking toxic ass rhetoric mm-hmm. coming out. It it fucks with our fucking rights. But at the same time, you have to have the fucking responsibility to sit there and say, what can we do? Yep. Because not doing anything isn't going to change the fucking problem. The blame game In doesn't fix months, anything. Exactly. In three months, we could be facing the same fucking problem. Yeah. The same fucking problem. I, I don't mean, care. 13 hours later, we could see the problem again. Exactly. So there needs to be some sort of reform mm-hmm. that does not infringe, in, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, that does not infringe on the rights for law-abiding, morally responsible people from accessing weapons if they so choose to desire them. I think that there should be more of a, a fucking um, surveillance on these websites like 8chan. Like yeah. for, there, there's like apparently it's on a, an FBI government watch list, but nobody fucking saw anything. Nobody got the red flag. Hey, this is about to happen. Yeah. It's fucking one of the parents of the shooters were coming out and saying, hey, he's fucking nuts. You need to take his weapons away. But because there's no red flag law. They can't do anything about it. And if you don't know what a red flag law is, it's when uh, someone or uh, a number of people go to law enforcement saying that you are a danger to yourself or society, they can go ahead and take your weapons away. Can that be abused? Absolutely. But in this case, that could have saved lives. Yeah, it could have saved lives. And also, it's funny how they zeroed in on the video game stuff, talking about the El Paso shooter. Uh, They zeroed in on the video game stuff, but not the... The political white nationalism. Yes, the white nationalist stuff. They didn't focus on that. It's just a scapegoat. It's it it's is the, a scapegoat. it's the blame game. This company love or not company. I'm sorry. This country loves playing the blame game. Nobody ever wants to take responsibility for the actions that are taken. Like obviously, we look at this situation. Obviously, there's mental health issues going on here. There's gun laws. Like like I said, we don't need to abolish them. Like we don't need to abolish guns. Like, we need to keep, like, that's our ability to keep guns. Keep the Second Amendment, but it needs to be regulated more. I mean, look at Japan. Japan has some of the most video games ever, most video game players. And their crime rate and gun rate and all that stuff is 
probably under 10 per, like way under 10 percent. but there's you can't compare japan's gun laws to the united states it is so 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 different but it is way different. so let me retract it then let me say not the gun laws but it's the argument of the video games cause the violence I mean, you could apply that to anybody else at this point. Yeah. Anybody else. I Any saw the graph. I saw the bar graph, and it was sickening to see. Yeah. Like, it was one of those where you see everyone just like a little sliver, and then you're like, who's this one with like 85%? Oh, it's us. Oh, it's us. So, uh, yeah, man. Like, we don't really like getting political a lot on this. We don't like getting political or religious, but this is something that need to be talked about because it pertains so hardcore. And that's the thing too, video game people that we're getting blamed and people are like, that's the reason that video games get blamed is because we're also people, a lot of people that play video games like you and I, or even people that I've seen, we're rational in the way we talk or we way we think. And sometimes we don't even want to address this because we're like, there's nothing we can do. We can't like, we'll say like, Oh, video games aren't the problem. Like, there's no scientific data to show the correlation. There's scientific data showing that there isn't a correlation. Between the two, but people don't want to listen to it. No, and that's the thing. That's and that's what I think. My our generation and the generation after us and before us, we that's a lot. What a, a lot of it happened is like a lot of the people. Let's be honest. A lot of people that are in government are the baby boomers. They're yep, they, and they don't want to listen. Like, why'd you fuck up the economy? Uh, we didn't fuck up the economy. Like. This all stems back to people before us and all that stuff. We're trying to live in the what economy we have now and what this world that we live now. Like this is, I saw it earlier too. Like because uh, not only with these situations that happened at a Walmart and I can't remember where the Dayton one happened at, but uh, you see it in schools too. It is sickening that schools have to do routine, uh, what do you call it, like lockdowns, to know what to do if an active shooter is on the premises. And I don't, I can't, I honestly can't tell you if these things will ever be remedied. The news glorifies the killer. Yeah. So even if you go out or if you don't make it, like if you kill yourself after killing all these people, you're infamous now. People will yeah. remember you. That's why I don't want, like whenever I talk about this or I don't really share this stuff on social media like that, don't glorify the killer. Glorify the heroes. Glorify yeah. the people. Don't, do not give the act, the shooters or the, the murderers, the massacre, the people massacring these people, domestic terrorists. Yes, do not give them the light of day because, in the end, that's what they wanted. So you all—it's it, and I know this is going to kind of sound kind of sound cheesy, but it's the Mister Rogers thing. Like whenever you see the bad things happening on the news, always look for the helpers. There's always going to yeah. be helpers there. Like, and you think about it too. Like I've never been in a God forbid if I am ever in a situation like this. Uh, but I feel like with my mentality and how I am was raised and all that, I would be one of the people helping. Like I would put myself in harm's way to get these children and people out of there. Like even if it meant sacrificing myself, which I know saying that and actually doing it is two totally different things. But thank you for your service. Yeah, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> even you don't like hearing that, so <laughs> you're just like uh, okay, but. Yeah, we got to lighten it up a little bit because it was getting really heavy. But yeah, yeah, man, this is a thing and this will never go away. Sadly, it will never go away. Yeah, I don't even know what to tell people, the people listening to this, like just it's it's right. Your congressman. Yeah, like that's what it is. Write your congressman. Tell like, him. I don't I don't care what your political affiliation, but there needs to be something that's done. Um, there needs to be a common sense gun reform 
somehow that you know it's gun and mental health keeps yeah keeps our constitution intact and also protects the lives of innocent people so and but then again then you bring in the money that's when the the, the bigger guys are going to start lining their pockets before taking care of the the well-being of ours of us trying to end it on a positive note so, damn it <laughs> we don't live in a positive world let's go play some video games <laughs> what do we got next the fucking ooblets thing we have so much fucking depressing news this week like it's all depressing we didn't have any it good really news this is. week there's, it's all bad news it's all bad news everything sucks and there's nothing you can do about it life's yeah what's that scotty says is that what scotty said <laughs> Life sucks and there's nothing we can do about it. Moving on. <laughs> so let me, I got it. We had so many articles. All of this sucks and there's no hope for the future. That's, That's what, what it what is. It was. Uh, the Ooblets stuff. So there's a game that was being created. I think it's still being created. I don't think this halted or it was, it's made. And again, this is another one of the epic exclusives. Epics in the news every week. Always buying up the new stuff. So there was a game that came out called Ooblets or is coming out. Originally, I believe it was when it was, I think this was Kickstarter or backed or somehow. I don't know if it was Kickstarter, but. Nope. But this was done on Patreon. Patreon. Okay. So it was Patreon. And uh, I believe this was a situation where it was going to be on Steam. And now it's yep. an Epic exclusive. Yep. And again, this is like an indie developer. It's a small team, I believe. And that's the thing with the Epic exclusive things. When they, when an indie team, especially an indie team, are presented with an exclusive, exclusively deal that Epic uh, gives you. I said that word totally wrong. So stop smiling. You still said it wrong. I know you I did. still said it wrong. The exclusive, whatever. Ex- I can't say it right. All right. Exclusivity deal? There we go. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. It works for these the indie developers because they're like, hey, we shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> and... Uh, there, we're here, you know, we're going to give you this plan. We're going to, like, minimum amount of sales. You're going to make this much money, all that stuff. It's really hard to turn down. Yeah. But what came out of this is you see some really dark shit from the internet coming out. If true. Now, I'm going to say something that may not be well received. The delivery... That yes. developers Ben Waser and Rebecca Cordenley, yes, married couple, um, had announced on their blog was very tongue in cheek. Cheeky, yes, it was tongue. It, it was, was very cheeky. It was sarcastic, which I love sarcasm, but you cannot portray sarcasm properly in text or internet form unless you are talking to somebody. Now, with with that said, when I read this. I'm just like okay, you're you're just you're just being, you're you're just being cheeky on this. You're just you know you're you're trying to poke at my sides. You're trying to poke the bear, and I'm just like okay, yeah, I get what you're doing. Yes. Okay. Haha. Very funny. Um, but not everybody's like us. A lot of people <laughs> didn't feel that way. A lot of people took this very very seriously. Personally. Very. Per- yeah. It's it the. This it resulted in a backlash against the duo, as it always does when EGS takes over a fucking IP. Yes. Uh, ben Waster took to Twitter and Medium to confront the controversy, stating that while it may have been a bad take, that doesn't mean that, in, quote unquote, entitled gamers have the right to treat them uh, in a way that they have. Yeah. Um, you can go find the link. The, you can find the medium post. It's bad. It's, it's like really fucking dark. Death threats, rape threats. 
you see some real bad shit that comes out of the human society when you go into this over a, just a game over a little sarcastic thing like you and i are assholes to each other every day but i'm like hey shut the fuck up or i'm gonna f you like that's not how that's, that's not how the conversation goes no it's 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 very malicious that the way that people have been coming out and a lot of people again have been angry for the sake of being angry yeah from the way that they I just saw, there are people you, that jumped a, in that weren't even going to play the game exactly like i i look at this game i'm like okay this game is not for me no it's not for me either it's it, you know it is what it is there are people who are like that and are just like no i i need they need I to need know to how to mad i am miserable <laughs> right like and i i get it like i don't like the epic game store i don't support the epic game store if something goes epic exclusive on pc there's my fucking xbox I'll just play it on my fucking Xbox because most of the games that go Epic exclusive are also out on Microsoft game or on the Xbox Game Pass. But that's not the thing, Chris. The, it's the principle of the matter for all no, these it's people. The, it's the principle. Yeah, it's the principle. Yeah, right. As um, they circle jerk each other. <laughs> exactly. Like I get the arguments and those are all valid points. Having a valid point does not give you the right to be a shitty fucking person. Yes. Now, here's here's where. I don't feel as bad. Okay? Okay. I don't feel as bad. Before before any of the hardcore backlash coming comes out, and I don't know if a lot of the things that this individual said was a, a result of the backlash that they started experiencing, or if this is just a mindset that Ben Waser has. Uh, on the Discord, a lot of international members have been asking about potential options in securing a game, as EGS does not support all international currencies. Now, EGS, Epic Game Store, supports a lot of different payment systems. They've got at least 40. It's a long fucking list. Yeah. Um, however, namely with Malaysia, they have no way of securing the game. They have to go through Steam. Um, Ben's response was interpreted to be downright condescending, claiming that the individuals who were demanding, uh, claiming that those individuals were demanding to receive the game and that they shouldn't feel entitled just because they can't buy it in their currency. Um, in some cases, these international customers were supporting Wacer and accordingly via Patreon donations, which used the Malaysian currency, but again, were blown off when inquired about the payment options. Um, and that required some digging. I've also joined their Discord server, just kind of get the feel of the climate in there. Yeah, you were messaging me point, yesterday about it. <laughs> They're, at this point, they're just saying, like, everything is, is, a false, uh, is a false narrative. Like, people, like, everyone who's upset, it's, they're just being upset to be upset. No one really cares that they went epic. Which, I mean, clearly isn't true. No, we have um, news articles prior to whoever said that, if that was yesterday. We have news articles and news videos before that showing screenshots of people getting pissed off about the Epic Game Store exclusive. Exclusivity. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that made, like, valid points i'm just like hey what's why are we you know you had promised or you know we have been financially supporting you i mean at least hook us up yeah you know because we've we've helped you with our patreon and they're just like nah fuck you man that's dirty it's you're, yeah it's it's really shitty i don't really feel all that bad for these people to be quite honest yeah. i mean there is a line that needs to be drawn. I'm like, okay, don't fucking call someone a racial slur. Don't tell them that you want them to get raped. But I, it's definitely okay to vote with your fucking wallet. 
Yeah. It's okay to be like, okay, no. I mean, I supported you before. I'm not I'm not doing this shit again. Uh, and then even further, they have gone on to delete all the posts relating to the backlash on our ooblets on Reddit, further censoring the narrative. There have been calls for Reddit users to report the subreddit as it's been violating the 10 to 1 rule because the only time they seem to be posting is to promote their game, which goes against the terms of service on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's shitty people that had a shitty thing done to them. But they didn't deserve everything. I care a little bit. They didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve everything. They deserve the backlash. They don't deserve all the crazy fucking bullshit that's going on. Yeah. This brings up another situation, too, when you start, like, because I agree with you, too, that if I supported a game, that I want to be able to access it on a platform of my choosing. Yes. But... There are other people that take it a step farther and be like, I gave you money. You need to make the game how we say it. And we get to yeah, we get a lot of that nowadays. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that. The the issue is, is that, yes, these people have been supporting developers through Patreon. There's nothing in their goals that say they're entitled to a copy of the game. Ooh. So. So they're supporting, the but then also have to buy it when it comes out. Supporting them, yes. Now I'm assuming that the game was going to be cheap anyway. It's not like it's going to be a sixty dollar game. Yeah, it's not a triple A game. It's probably not even a forty dollar game. Maybe twenty dollars, but yeah. even then, I mean, there's the fine print. You weren't going to get a game anyway. You were just supporting us so that we can go ahead and make this. And this is the reason why EGS is so. Um, enticing to indie developers mm-hmm. because it's just like, look, I'll give you thirty grand right now. I'll give you a hundred grand right now. I, I don't know how much these people now, get. Now, ball to do, yeah, yeah uh, in order to do a year's worth of development time, it has to be at least six digits. Because yeah. if it's lower than that, I don't know how you're going to hire staff. Right, right. But regardless, um, there's a reason why the the EGS store or EGS is so enticing to people because it's 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 a blank check to make the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, and also that extra revenue from the game sales is enticing too. Compared yeah. to Steam. so, I understand the backlash. Don't don't threaten anybody. No, that's that's unnecessary. That's, that shit's just. Stupid. I definitely think that the the game should suffer. Like you know, you you treat your fucking fan base like shit. I mean, he still does it. I'm I'm in the fucking Discord server right now. Like, he does not seem to be a pleasant person. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, death threats ain't cool. So is coming out with a game and then not supporting it. Right. I think uh, this. You know, I said we had all this bad news, but I think this last one might be a little bit of good news. Is it good news? I'm trying. Is it really? Good I'm trying news? to find the silver lining. So there's no silver lining here. Because people bought this fucking game, and now they're not getting anything, yep. any support for it. Um, EA is pretending that Anthem never happened. Uh, I was looking at the wrong news article. My bad. Yeah, this one sucks. You were looking <laughs> at the wrong news article. This one does suck. So Those didn't load for me. That's what it was. Okay, got it. So looking back to the Q4 2019 uh, earnings call for EA... Um, Blake Jorgensen and Andrew Andrew Wilson, you know, lead this call talking about you know the future plans, what they plan on doing with Anthem. Uh, in 2019, 
after Anthem failed to meet expectations. Uh, they've said, we are similarly committed to the life service of Anthem and delivering our community this new IP for the long term. Uh, the launch of Anthem in Q4 did not meet expectations. However, we believe that the team at BioWare can, you know, facilitate mm -hmm. uh, salvage <laughs> and we in salvaging it. And we also believe that they set out. Uh, they also believe in what they set out to achieve in this game, building a new IP and melding genres to reach a new audience. Uh, and you know, when you search the transcripts, Anthem comes up like seventeen times. And when compared to other games, other games were getting roughly about the same amount of coverage. You know, FIFA was mentioned 30-something times. Right, right, right. Uh, Apex Legend 24 times, so on and so forth. So Anthem was still being considered to be a viable part of the live services with EA. Um, skip over to the 2020 earnings report. <laughs> Anthem's, Anthem's brought up twice. Ugh. It's you search it three times and it comes you search it and it comes up three times, but it only really is talked about twice. And it's talked about in terms of, you know, when we come out with games, should we take the route of FIFA where we have this established IP that we know is going to make money? Or do we take the risk with creating a new IP like we saw in Anthem? It almost sounded negative. It sounds um, negative right there. The only reason FIFA is even successful is because those damn loot boxes. Yeah. Um, Blake Jorgensen was talking about, uh, you know, the new IP. So it's like, why don't I start from the first one? I'll let Andrew take the NBA question. Uh, we would say that as a rough allocation, it's probably 20% of our R&D budget. That's always hard because do you call Volta new IP? We certainly do internally, but this was uh, part of this. The FIFA team that developed and evolved a product versus the brand new IP uh, from scratch that we were working on, like Anthem, for example, because in case you didn't know, and this also happened with Bioware Austin, was having difficulties with the Frostbite engine. Mm -hmm. And so they had people that would working on that would work on the FIFA projects, right. and they would come down and they would assist them. But when FIFA started getting ramped up for development and production, they all fucking left. Yeah, because that's the A-team. That's the A-game. That's, yeah. that's, they had to go take care of the A-team. Uh, and the same thing ended up happening with Anthem. So they try to do both when they're evolving games with new IPs and new game modes, but we also try to make sure that we're thinking about games for 2000, our fiscal 25, 26, 27 on the way out. All in all, what they're saying is like, yes, we want to focus on new IPs. Mm -hmm. However, we need to make sure that we're sustaining our bottom line. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're, you know, making money. It's not going to bankrupt us. It's not going to bankrupt us. So, you know, we have to focus on FIFA because FIFA is our cash cow. And right now, at least. <laughs> yeah. But even now, it's they barely mention Anthem at all. That's real sad. And this is and this is coming off the tails. The this is coming off of the reports that they've completely um, dismantled and deleted their I forget what the term is, but it's like their roadmap to oh, their project what they plan. plan on doing yeah their project plan with like okay this is the stuff that's coming out this month here's what's coming out next month and next month and next month and next month that's all been scrapped so unless they're going to pull what square enix did with final fantasy 14 and just reboot the entire fucking game <laughs> yeah. do what they did with uh <laughs> do what um hello games did with uh no man's sky yeah and just essentially reboot that game's actually really game. good now <laughs> 
I know. Yeah. I played it. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah um, you, they're going to have to summon a meteor and just wipe the fucking game out. Because that's what happened in Final Fantasy fourteen. And yeah, everyone got logged off after that. That was that was the cool part. Once the meteor hit and the cinematic was over, everybody was logged off, and you couldn't log insane. back in because the world was destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't I don't know what to say at this point. Um, I, I wasn't able to pull the articles it's up. Wasted so. money. Yeah, it's, it's wasted. Money. I used to hate Anthem because of the thing. Like I didn't like where it was going. Now I just kind of feel bad for them because like it's just kind of all just going to the wayside. I I feel bad because. Bioware is a storied developer. Yeah. It's they've come out with amazing fucking games. Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, um, Star Wars The Old Republic, um Jade Empire. They've they've got a heavy roster under their belts. And just within Mass Effect, one of my favorite series of all time, mm-hmm. Dragon Age. And now they've had back to back losses. And this one worse than the previous one. And Andromeda was bad. Andromeda was real bad. Fucking says, Andromeda was really bad. And they were just like, hold my fucking beer, <laughs> and just tanked it even further. I don't know where they're going to go with the next one. If the next one fails, it, Bioware is done. Yeah, because Anthem looks. I mean, Anthem looks cool. Like I know I gave it shit a lot, but it looks like a fun game. But and there's just small things that need to be fixed and some support that needs to be given. But EA's like, nah, man, FIFA is the money maker. We got to do that. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. It is. It really is. It is. Now the next one is the one where I was gonna say there was silver linings. <laughs> Here's the silver lining. Yes. So this one, uh, we're getting. So the next one says, was it now Belgium declares loot boxes gambling and therefore illegal? So Belgium's on board. But we also have. Uh, the anti-loot box bill could radically change how video games are sold. We're having a lot of hardware developers now. All three hardware developers, Nintendo, Xbox, and Sony, they're all coming together saying like, yeah, we're going to like loot boxes ain't aren't going to be cool anymore on our platforms and all that shit. It's it's not so much that um this is the hardware developers coming out and saying before regulation hits us on the federal level mm-hmm. from all these different uh, countries, because not all countries are going to be on the same page. Belgium can turn around and be like, yo, no fucking loot boxes. We, meanwhile, the United States was like, hey, you have some loot boxes, but not all. Yeah. So Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are requiring developers to disclose the odds of paid loot boxes. It's very similar to what gotcha games do. Um, they'll they'll tell you what the odds are for you getting your your super special JPEG. Yeah, or even mm-hmm. like they'll say it right on the front of the machine. Like, here's your odds of getting this and all this stuff. Exactly. So just disclose um, the information. So, <laughs> yeah, this new policy is slated to go into effect by the end of 2020, and it's going to require developers to disclose information about the rarity or probability of obtaining random items in loot boxes. The requirement will cover the base games, updates, and all future future downloadable contents i'm fine with this uh, no this is a good thing yeah, this is good um to quote nintendo at nintendo ensuring that our customers can make informed choices when they play our games is very important as part of the ongoing efforts in this area nintendo will require the disclosure of drop rates in nintendo switch games that offer randomized virtual items for purchase such as loot boxes uh sony's also followed the statement with a uh, sony entertainment or Sony Interactive Entertainment aims to ensure that the PlayStation user has access to information and tools such as uh, parental wallet controls Mm -hmm. that will help them make informed decisions about the in-game purchasing. 
we support industry efforts to disclose the probability of obtaining random virtual items known as loot boxes and are committing to providing customers with the information that all game for all games that we produce and publish. I, uh, so um, I wonder if Nintendo is going to do this with the Mario Kart uh, mobile game that they're going to be doing. Cause that thing is, I mean, that I, thing's riddled with microtransactions and loot boxes. <laughs> I thought that they were already doing that because I, I thought that on the mobile market you had to disclose what your chances are Possibly. because they do it in fire emblem heroes. Do they like, I know I have like a 5% chance of getting a five star fire emblem hero. Ike with a fucking ax. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, like, they might do I, it on their, on the mobile cause it's more prominent, but they, I'm, this is a good thing that they're doing it on the consoles now too. I, I still I, I like watching EA to see how they skate around this bullshit because the minute mm. the minute that they like if there was if they, when there's a point where everybody says loot boxes are like fuck that shit like where does EA get their money then like they go bankrupt right or they have to change like game plans there's I mean there's the argument that you know you start subscription services oh god which yeah could that would be scary like. At first, I liked the idea of having a subscription service because I was just like, hey, I can play all these games and I just play a fat, flat rate mm-hmm. of like maybe $60 a month or some shit like that. You know how many developers are out there? There's a lot. There's a lot of fucking developers and out and there. And you, so you get that one, like, you get a developer that's not really that good, known for good games, but then they have that one game that comes out. And you're like, shit, now I got to pay. And it's six- only available on subscription. I got to pay $60 a month to pay caviar so you can play near. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Yep. So I don't know, man. Like, I'm just going to keep playing my Mario's and my, <laughs> my old. I don't need a subscription service for Mario 64. That's all I'm saying right now. Or Banjo-Kazooie, which I'm getting soon, hopefully. I would drop a hundred dollars a month for a Sega fucking subscription service for everything. But though. they had to have for everything, like Sega, Genesis, Saturn, all all the everything, and Atlas. They own Atlas now, but Nintendo owns them. So <laughs> Nintendo doesn't own them. Nintendo bought out Sega. I thought. No, they didn't. No. I thought they did a long time ago. No. Where did you get that information? I, I see Sonic in a in a Mario game, and I'm just like they they won. Oh, they bought okay. him. That's they that's bought what him. It was no. I'm not seeing Mario in a buy. Sonic game. That's all I'm saying. They didn't buy fucking Sega. That never happened. They should. They when <laughs> Sega went third party, they they started putting their IPs on everything. That's what happened. Mm, okay. And because Sonic is very child friendly, I mean. Here you go. That where'd you get that plushie? It's that cute. plushie's it's fucking chunky. adorable as shit. I think I got this one at Toys R Us. Oh well, fuck me, right? <laughs> three dollars. <laughs> I got it for three dollars. I used to have one from. I, I've told the story where I was on a background extra on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries that I don't think ever aired because I can't fucking find it anywhere. And we used. Uh, I think they gave me and my mom twenty bucks each, and I used my twenty bucks at Walmart to get a Sonic plushie and i i think a friend of mine has it and i need to get it back from her but i don't like anyway fuck fuck that but like with the with this with this shit like this i don't know man it is a weird time for video games (laughs) it's just 
we're getting blamed for shit. We're getting over monetized for shit. I just want to play video games, and have fun with people. Yes, that's what I want. I'm now in the mood to play an Animal Crossing game. I never want to play Animal. You Crossing. just you just want something that's just gonna take it all. Awesome. Yeah, take it all away. Just be like, I'm done with this shit. Done with I this. I just want to plant my petunias. Yeah, you sh- you could play Harvest Moon. <laughs> No. Or I guess Stardew Valley, which is just Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, and Minecraft put together. I've been watching I've been watching Bruce Green on Twitch stream, and that motherfucker's mm-hmm. streaming Minecraft, and I'm like, you know, I've never played Minecraft. I've tried to play Minecraft. I don't know what was wrong with me or it, <laughs> but I just felt like here's this open world, and I'm just like I'm going to dig to the other side of the world. And I just yeah. point down and I dig and I dig and I dig and I dig. And I, I didn't really get anywhere. You just kept going right? down. I kept on going down. And eventually, I don't know if I was going down any further because no light shined through. Like, I couldn't even see the hole that I came through. You got to put torches up. You didn't make torches, did you? I played, I played like. <laughs> Minecraft twice, man. I've not played it at all. I just watch it. And I'm just like build torches. So, is there a story mode? Uh, like, <laughs> like an actual thing? The not there's a Minecraft story mode on like I forget what console it is, but yeah, but that's not why you play it. You don't want to play okay. the story mode. The story mode is garbage. It's real bad. Okay, you play it just to build shit. I think that's what it is. I don't have a big enough imagination because I've seen people make Westeros from Game of Thrones and Lord of Ri- Lord of the Rings, like the 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 Rohan and all that shit. They just built that, and I'm like, wow, you had a lot of time. <laughs> I remember Chris from Megavisions talking up Dragon Quest builders, like it's it's Dragon Quest, but it's Minecraft. Yeah, I think I'd be interested in that because I'm not. I like Mario Maker. I like making stages in Mario Maker. I like... But you want something more? I like the idea, but I need something more to go along with it. Because if I'm going to sit here in Minecraft and build Westeros, I can go buy Legos. Oh, I saw a thing where apparently there was... I don't know what it was, but they just had tables upon tables of just white Legos. And they asked people just to come up and start building stuff. And like everybody started like building their own like utopian uh, society. Like you had these huge towers, and then you had these other people that are just like making little small like houses and stuff like that. And it all just like combined together, but it's all just white Legos, and it's really really cool looking. So I have to go check it out. Yeah. But I mean, Legos are expensive. Hard to Legos see. are expensive, man. They're super fucking expensive, man. Like because there's some. I remember back in the day, the best Lego set I ever got. And you're going to fucking yell at me. But it was the pod racing Lego set. It was Sebulba. I I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. That shit was great. That shit was like 200 fucking dollars. I had a, I had, I look back at it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. My parents had no money and they bought me that. Like somebody was sucking dick somewhere. (laughs) That's the only thing I can say. The Lego thing I had was I it came with a bunch of, it wasn't like a Lego set, it just came with a bunch of fucking Legos. And then it had this little like like a push vacuum that worked off of a little pulley system, like a gear system that had a I think I know what you're talking and it looked about. like a parrot. Like that's what it would look like. And you just put it across the Legos and it picked them up and put it into its container in the back. And I played That's cool. Yeah, and you just put it over the carpet and it would pick them up. And I would play the sh- like like 
so much with that stuff. But I was looking because I do the beat art, and I was like, I want to make like some mega. I want to make some stuff with Legos because I want to have like a thing to portray and stuff like that. I looked it up to see if I could just do a regular eight bit Mega Man from like Mega Man Two, and it was gonna call if I ordered just the specific colors, it was gonna be like fifty, sixty bucks just to order those Legos. Yeah, and I was just like, holy shit, man! Check out Mega Blocks; they're cheap. Look, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it the right way. <laughs> Fuck Mega Blocks. <laughs> <laughs> they have the Halo series. That's true, but their yellows aren't the same as Legos yellows. That's the one thing I remember yeah, from kids. I'm like, this is a different shade. And then I knew I was an art nerd when I was a kid. <laughs> oh man, you, say you have no imagination. I got no fucking imagination. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm like the character from Chasing Amy, where I'm the tracer. I'm the inker. I don't I don't actually yeah because that's that's one of the jokes is like he's like yeah I'm the inker he's like you're a fucking tracer (laughs) he's like no I ink it he's like you're a tracer he drew it you go around it with black (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm I'm an inker so what do you got going on man uh I got articles to write and then I'm gonna try to play snatcher because there's something coming up involving snatcher there is I've already played the like the first portion of Snatcher. I'm going to restart it to get a refresher for it. But I want in on the, the Snatcher discussion because I think that was like Hideo Kojima's first or second game. It's second, I think. Snatcher Snatcher's really fucking good. They say like, everything's really, really good, good except for like one of the main things about it, which is I don't know if it's gameplay. I think the story is amazing and the art's the amazing. really good. The combat is really weird. There, that's what it's so. It's the some, combat's super fucking weird because it's like a grid system, and it's like, it was, where do you want to shoot? And you got these nine little grids over here. Oh man, it's been a while since I played it. I don't remember, but no, I'm I'm gonna play the Snatcher, and then I might talk about it, or you know, I might just listen and say, hey, you're wrong about this. Yeah, uh, I wanted to say too. Congratulations to Fiction Sphere. They hit their twenty thousand. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I don't. It, that was real quick too. It was because I remember seeing it. Thirteen days left. They still had like eight thousand to go. Yeah, they had a big chunk, and they were worried about it because I'm in that Discord with them, and I was trying to offer like, "Hey, maybe we should. You should reach out to these YouTubers." And they're like, "Yeah, we did." I, I saw that. So, but I saw that. Uh, they hit it. I don't know what happened. They got a real quick influx, really quickly. So it's the Epic Game Store. Man. Oh no. <laughs> No, I'd do it. I'd 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 buy it from the game store because that game's that really would fun. be the way to get me into it. Yeah, that was good. Congratulations sphere. to them. Yep, so. they're they're at twenty one thousand. Nice, and they needed twenty. So maybe the how many days left do they have? Eight. Maybe, so maybe they'll start hitting some of their stretch goals. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I got. I will be in Austin, Texas this week. Uh, I got to go down there for some work. I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna. Go and look at, you know, bookstores, video game stores, just try and find some pickups. I'm not as big on the pickups as you are, but uh, I'll try and find some stuff. But that's what I got. I'm going to try and stream from the hotel. I don't know how well that's going to go. If I do stream, it'll be like Final Fantasy 14 or something like that. Oh, I also I'll be taking my PS4 with me because I got Monster Hunter Iceborne prep to do because they're doing all the festivals back to back now. So right now it's the autumn festival. And it's uh, that one quest where you could fight a Lavasioth and you got a higher chance to get attack gems, 
which, okay. by the way, I got one the other day, so I'm up to four attack gems on the PlayStation 5 or 4 version. So I got to get one more, and I'll have all five of my attack gems. So uh, that I'll be grinding that this week. Probably I, I want to grind the PC version because I like the PC version better because it's faster. But the Iceborne isn't for PC isn't coming out until like the end of this year or beginning of next year. Big rip. So I got to play it on PS4. But uh, I'll be playing that. Uh, just editing for podcast stuff. Still editing for. Uh, I'm finding more old cartoon intros and old commercials mm. and stuff. I found the original Star Fox 64 promo where the Nintendo employee, quote unquote, gets kidnapped by Sony and Sega and they get interrogated and all that stuff. And it's super cheesy, but it's kind of cool because they're like yeah. rumble pack. What's the rumble pack? And they go into all that stuff. So I, I got I've I've been messing with editing and stuff like that. So that's that's been really fun. The tsunami thing was really cool. The tsunami ones were really easy because everything's already buffered with bumpers like this is the beginning of this one this is the ending of this one so you literally just mm-hmm. pull it out export it and now that's its own file but mm-hmm. i could see like maybe having to take like a two-hour video where there's not already those cuts and how hard much harder it would be because you have to like listen and re-listen and re-listen basically what i do with our podcast so but yeah uh i don't know what scotty and the megavision crew has for this thursday coming up but i probably i won't be on it but i will be tuning in for that if they're doing it like as a weekly thing now or something like that but i'll be tuning into them and uh yeah that's about all i've got on my side so cool awesome that's it that's it uh still looking forward to the tool album coming out and i guess go listen to that new slipknot album it's by chris chris quote unquote it's good (laughs) It's good. You're, it's like a it's like a box art for a game. Like the graphics are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, you you get my seal of approval. There we go. All right, everybody, everybody, take it easy. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good life. Whatever. Fuck it. Fuck it. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Scrubverse.